All right. Yeah, that's it. We're on. Back at it. So what's up, man? Just another day in that life. Yeah. Everything's good. So relationships and parenting. I think we're going to talk about some of those things for yeah. a bit, right? That's what we set out to. Right. So we're going to kick this off with like uh, ex-girlfriends. <laughs> ex-girlfriends. Parental experiences. Just yeah. bounce around a little bit and see where it goes. I know. All right. Who's your favorite ex-girlfriend? Oh, my God. What a loaded question. Great question. Ah. Uh, I feel like your first. I feel like your first love is always gonna stand out somewhere. So, I'm gonna talk about girlfriends. I'm gonna associate that with love a little bit. Who was your first love though? How old were you? I was like, uh, I was 18. Were you 18? Yeah, I was like, I was fresh out of high school. No. I met a girl. Um, we ended up working together, and we went to the same college. And uh, so I, I had seen her at work, and then I saw her at school, mm. and. Uh, I asked her out almost immediately. Like as soon as she got hired, I asked her out. Um, started dating. It went it went great from there. Mm. All the dudes I worked with were salty because she was really a really pretty girl, and they were just like, "How did you get that girl to go out with you?" Like right out of the gate, and I was yeah. like, "I asked." You yeah. know, <laughs> this was, was back in uh, California. Yeah, I was in California. Um, yeah, I was like nineteen ninety six. 97 mm. somewhere in that ballpark yeah, I had my first girlfriend around long that time, time. yeah yeah I had, I had girlfriends before that but i feel like high school girlfriends i mean if any of them listen i try to dog you out but you kind of didn't count sorry oh <laughs> wow that's wrong that is that's wait wrong. so you don't count girls that you dated in no I, I do i do but I'm, I'm i guess i'm talking about when you have a, a your first kind of like serious relationship like the first girl you kind of really you take seriously yeah because when you're young you could start dating and then you feel like, oh, this is exciting and whatever the case may be. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was writing girls' notes in elementary school or really? junior high or whatever. I mean, I I was always I was always interested in girls, man. But yeah. So but I guess like the first time I took a a relationship seriously, um, yeah, would have been would have been that one. How long did you guys date for? Like three years. Did you uh, really? Yeah, you yeah, your first yeah. My first serious, like my first serious girlfriend, at least the girl I was serious about. Yeah. Um, was yeah. she serious about you? She was. Yeah. It was. It was pretty. It was a pretty real deal relationship. But, um, you know, the the reason it didn't really work out in the end was because she stuck with college and I didn't. Um, mm. so that was kind of one of those rifts where she, I was, I was doing well at work. I started making decent money pretty early on and I wasn't You want to talk about that? Um bits and pieces, you know, but for the most part. Yeah. Just say, let's just say I got let's just say I got a promotion at work. I was a supervisor at an early age and I was making good money at my job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know. And yeah, that's not the hustle. So yeah, I had a little side job yeah. as well. Um right. but but yeah, I mean that was a that was a pretty good time in life. Um, and she was very focused on education and, and getting that done. Yeah. You told and she me about wanted, this, yeah, right? yeah. We've talked about this before a little bit, but yeah. now we're talking about it, you know, in the who's offended forum. So, um, yeah. So, so she wanted you to be what? She wanted me to be more focused on education, like go back to school and, and do that. I don't, maybe that wasn't it. 
it just that was the main thing I think that put a rift in our relationship. And then yeah. there could be the fact that I'm more or less cheating on her too. Mm, you dirty, dirty dog. <laughs> Did you drop out of college? I went to like one semester. I finished my first semester and I started my second and I was like, this isn't for me. I wasn't college motivated at that time at all. I just didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do or why I was doing it or, mm-hmm. you know, so it seemed like a waste. Um, plus I had other opportunities that were going on outside of that. And it just, I felt like as a young guy, it was better to just come out, start making some cash and then go from there. So wait, I'm confused. You didn't go. When did you become, when did you get your pilot's license? I got my pilot's license. Um, I got my my private certificate in 2003. So I went back to college. That's when I went to college seriously because I figured out what I wanted to do. So how'd you figure out what you wanted to do at age, what, 21? No. I'm 34, so I don't know what the fuck I want to <laughs> do. <laughs> well, I grew up um, in, in more or less an uh, aviation family. My grandfather, oh, okay. my grandfather worked for a, a major aviation company in the town we lived in. And that's all he did. That was his entire career. He was an engineer. Yeah. Um, so so I, like, it yeah, makes sense. I grew up near the airport. The house I grew up in was like right underneath the approach path. My grandparents' uh, house was near the departure path. So as from the point I was a baby, I was just looking up at airplanes and I was always fascinated by them. Started going to air shows and stuff like that when I was a kid. Hmm. Um, so it was always something I was curious about. And I had considered doing it uh, when I was in high school. I considered going to the Air Force had an opportunity to do that and again chose not to it just didn't seem like the right path at that time right uh but ultimately did decide when i when i was serious about school i found an aviation program uh and that's what i enrolled in and and, and i I did so did she know that you wanted to be a pilot no because at that point after high school i didn't give a shit about it i wasn't i just wanted to you know party and make money I, i had no I had no ambition of um, of a career choice or anything. Mm. I just, you know, I had a, a decent job. And like I said, started making some money. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So uh, it, off and running. Yeah. So what was it like, like dating her? What was the relationship like? Um, she was she was a really cool girl. We had a lot in common um, in the sense of our, our backgrounds. Mm. Um, she was from parents, California as well. She was a California girl. Yeah. She white. Her mom was German and her dad was Mexican, so she had this um, like she had like kind of pale skin, but like black eyes, black hair, mm. beautiful. I'll find a picture. I'll show you, dude. Yeah, that'll be something. Uh, <laughs> she on Facebook? I, I doubt it. You I have to tell you. I Facebook. have heard. I have heard some uh, some stuff about her and like current life, but I don't really keep in touch with her. So yeah. Um, but yeah, she also came from a from a broken home. In the sense of a divorced household, hmm. so you know her, our Do lives. Do you consider yourself coming from a broken home? No, I don't think I don't consider you that. But I'm not. Now broken. that I think about it, I think broken home is a term that a lot of people use for a divorced household. So maybe I could just pick those words instead and say I came from a divorced household. But I, I don't feel broken from it. I mean, no, 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 not you. I know not you personally yeah. broken, but like that term broken home. Like I don't think of you as coming from a broken home. Whereas I think of that of myself, you know what I mean? Like, how so? Because my parents split when I was much younger, and your parents split when you were older, right? Your parents split no. when you were like. My parents separated when I was like four, four what? or five or something. Yeah. So why do I have it in my head that your parents split when you were like sixteen? I don't know. Maybe we haven't talked that far about it. 
but no, I was I was also pretty young. Um, I thought you my were dad like remarried. Young. My dad remarried when I was like eight or nine or something. Hmm. So that's probably what it is. Yeah, like you grew up with your like you went back and forth, right? Kind of. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with my mom, but I also I also consider my dad and my stepmom and my stepsisters like very much family. Hmm. Uh, okay. But yeah, I don't I don't feel like it's a broken home situation. It just you know, it's how I grew up. Yeah. But so this girl came from a broken Yes, household? um similar situation. She had two older sisters and then I think she had a half brother from when her dad remarried. Um so it's she had that commonality where her dad had remarried and moved on and her mom stayed single and kind of was trying to raise kids and her oldest sister had a, a had a daughter so she was the grandmother all that all that kind of stuff yeah um why'd you like her because she was gorgeous man. <laughs> <laughs> superficial man no no yeah, i'm just yeah, kidding yeah. no i'm just she was uh she was just really cool uh, maybe it's because in that phase of life, you, you get to talking with someone and you enjoy their time and company. And yeah. then it just, again, it was, I was in that phase of life where it was like off and running, man. Like you get into something and you, you're trying to make it work and make it happen. And it did. Um, we had a really cool relationship for, for a good chunk of time. Mm. And, and then, you know. So why'd you guys break up? Because I was fucking up. I was doing I was doing some other stuff that maybe What'd I shouldn't do? have been. <laughs> well, I said I had a I had a, a side job, so to speak, and yeah. she wasn't into that. She wanted me to again be more focused on um, getting a college degree and being a stay-at-home dad kind of person. Because we had talked about like marriage and stuff, and I honestly figured at a young age that I was going to marry her and we would have kids. Yeah. pretty early because we talked about wanting to be cool parents you know like we want to be cool parents we want to be able to play with our kids and not be old people that can't you know enjoy your children it's um, funny how she was thinking like way ahead well it's funny because from what i from what i know about her now yeah is she you know she got a degree and she worked as um i don't i don't want to say too much about her um no nah, she got just don't say her name <laughs> she got i she had a degree in like communications or something and she got a very good job, like a successful job. And she was crushing it for a while yeah. post-college. And then she wanted to, she wanted to settle down. She wanted to get married. We wanted a date at one point, like after we had broken up, it was years later. I got back in touch with her because we had mutual friends still. Mm. We went out and I brought her like roses and stuff. I totally did. I guess. Wait, after you. Oh yeah, we when had, you reconnected. When, yeah, well, we tell me about the breakup. Tell okay, me, tell right. me why you guys broke up, and then we'll. When I was still in high school, my sister had a house party. Okay. And I came home. I had a couple of buddies with me, and um, there was this girl at the house party, and she was younger than the rest of the girls there. My sister's a little older than I am. Okay. And this girl was really good looking. And again, this is in high school too, by the way. This is like way back then. This girl's good looking. She kind of wait. So you started dating in high school? No, I'm talking about how I messed things up with my first love. Okay, so I'm I got to go back in time to get there. All right. I met this girl who is the sister of one of my sister's friends. Okay. And my sister's friend brought her with her because she was basically like on punishment. She was like grounded. Okay, and so she had to be with her older. Yeah, her sister was kind of like babysitting her, mm. but her sister wanted to party, so she brought her to a party, which was kind of awkward. Right. Uh, and this girl was really cool. 
So we ended up chopping it up and um, getting along. Got her number. We started kind of dating a little bit. Wait, so you were date? You started dating this girl at this party while you were dating? No, I feel like we have to start all over. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. This, this is how you I'm, met your. No, the my first love I didn't meet until much later. What I, I'm talking about a girl okay. that eventually caused a riff in that relationship. I see. I okay. See, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Right. So I had met a girl at a house party that was my sister's friend's sister. Right. And, um, you know, we hung out for a little bit, went on some dates. Nothing too serious really ever happened. But again, beautiful girl. I thought she was fun. Fast forward several years. Now I'm in California. My sister's friend, the same one that was at this party, was getting married. And my sister invited me to the wedding. Okay. She's like, hey, I don't have a date. You want to just be my plus one? And I knew that that girl was going to be there. Okay. Even though I was dating another girl you, at the you, time. I was like, I, okay. yeah. So I was I was pretty much in love with the, the one girl. But we had been dating for a couple years, like maybe a year and a half or two years at that point. Mm -hmm. Maybe I had the itch and I was like, oh, I want to see what else is out there. But I also thought, yeah, it's fun. Like, go to a wedding, dance, have fun. You don't have to dance at weddings, by the way. You're not required to. But I enjoy it. I feel like you do. I, feel I like do. You are required. I mean, I'm in, dude. I'm never going to a wedding and not dance. Or maybe I should say, no, that's not true. Yeah. Here's the thing about dancing at weddings when I go to weddings, I get drunk. Yeah. When I get drunk. I fucking dance. That's when fun loving, when fun dancing that's Kevin when comes you out. That's the Kevin that nobody wants to see. <laughs> It's my, good times. Uh, I was fucking breakdancing at one of my uncle's weddings. Yeah. And everyone in the family was like blown away. Yes. My dad was blown away. My dad was like, what do you, they have it on, on film somewhere. Right? Uh, anyway. Yeah. That's, we got to get to that. One of these days. I want to see that. That yeah. sounds amazing. Um, so I go to this wedding and um, the girl that I had kind of hung out with in high school was there. Yeah. And we. Now kinda, at this point, I, or were you already, did you already fall in love with your first love? Oh yeah, man. I was I was into her. I was So you were in. dating and then you decided to go to this wedding yeah. knowing that other girl was going to be there. Yeah. So, so subconsciously you, I was already thinking subconsciously dirty. Subconsciously or consciously? Maybe a little both. That was a long time ago. Oh, you so. got carried away. You're just I like, think oh, I got she's carried gonna away. Be there, and you, you didn't even think about like Okay. So, so the girl from like the high school years didn't know I was going to be there. And I get to the wedding and she's you know, she's like one of the um, bridesmaids, bridesmaids. Yeah. and she like she's walking down the aisle and all that. And she looks over and sees me. And we had that like the Nala eyes moment. Nala we had eyes. that. Like, <laughs> we had that lock <laughs> and crash to Nala eyes. Um, yeah. And I and I kind of felt like she was excited for the wedding to be over so we could talk and kind of like yeah, reconnect yeah. and all so that. So did and you I go was. with your girlfriend? No, I was with my sister. My sister. It was my sister's friend's wedding. And in, it was my sister's friend's sister that I had hooked no, up I, with in I, high school. Yeah, I get that. But I'm so my like, sister invited me to go with her to the wedding because she didn't have a so boyfriend at the time. Plus one. She, I'm yeah, sure. right, right, as her plus one. And she knew I, I had, I kind of knew that family. I had, I had known the family a little bit. Yeah. Um, her dad was super cruel too, by the way. Like I don't know what he's up to nowadays, but her dad loved me. Right. Anyway, so she, she had moved it the girl had moved to California. So when we're at the wedding, we're talking, how's things going? And she's like, Oh, I live out here now. And I was like, I live out here. 
so we could hang out you know like we could hang so out so you more. initiated fully and asshole. well <laughs> like you said like you said at your wedding there's some drinks involved dancing is involved yeah i'm Did dancing you smash like, her that night <laughs> no i didn't no i didn't dude. okay i'm Did not you gonna make out with that uh probably yeah probably Pro- allegedly allegedly <laughs> for the, uh, the jury's out um yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so we started kind of like kicking it after the wedding like i was dancing her whole family was like damn this guy is fun and all her family members I didn't even know are coming up to me thinking I was like her boyfriend because of the way that we were bantering with each other yeah. and dancing and having a good time and laughing. And her family was like, man, this dude, this dude's cool. They were showing a lot of love to me. I was definitely a wedding crasher type of guy at that mm. point. So after the wedding, I went to my girlfriend that I was like in love with. And mm-hmm. I, and I told her that you said you've been hanging out with this. I picture. told her that I had kind of reconnected with a girl from my high school and i i was kind of curious to see where it was gonna go you said that to her yeah i was you i was an asshole bro hey well i was trying to not be so dirty and do it behind her back well but yeah, I also did you have sex with the other girl i hadn't at that point did you kiss her like yeah you know, like, oh yeah out her yeah yeah we had some makeouts and so stuff. it was cheating it was clearly cheating. it was yeah it had the it had the elements of cheating um and again it was probably how'd you take of, it not well like what'd she say she was like, oh, well, then I guess, I guess I'm single now too. So what do you think she did? She went out with that girl's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. She went out with um, a friend of mine, the dude that lived down, like down the street from me. Oh, females are like that. Well, no, I guess she, you can't no, say females hey, are like that. No, no, no. Because you're um, the one who fucking I, it. Was, it was my fault. I was the one that put my guard in the relationship down because I was curious about something else. So so you, you went there to break up with her? Like you, when you told her this, your plan was, I'm, I'm breaking this up. No, because I was selfish and immature. And my hope was she would just be like, oh, you, why don't you just date her on the side and we'll keep things going. How old are you? I'm an idiot, dude. How well, at this point, oh, at, at that point, I'm probably like, like 20. Yeah. Like 20 years. You can't. Old. I'm uh, 20. Like, you know, it's still pretty young. Yeah. I was an idiot at 20. Yeah. I was an idiot at 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Yeah. Maturity come, came along much later uh, in reality. But um, so. So you were hoping that this girl would let you date that girl on the side? Well, that again, was like that's the way, the how way, you remember it right now. The way I, I as far as I remember, it, I was kind of like, I, I've, I kind of reconnected with this girl more or less by accident, even though it wasn't an accident. Yeah, I, I had definitely kind of, I had kind of set the stage, up. yeah. And I just, uh, I guess, I wanted to see where it would go, and it was a dumb choice because the girl from high school was immature and had some problems she wasn't nearly the caliber of girl that my first love was right so i mean i really threw i really threw a good thing in the dumpster just because i was being greedy well at least now you realize that oh yeah do you think your life would have been different if you stayed with that girl oh of course but in what way yeah there's really no there's really no way to know for sure how it all would have gone down it sounds like she was really mature for her age. Yeah, very. To, to start thinking about like, hey, I want a family with you. And yeah. Like, yeah. But I mean, I can't think of how different my life would be if I did get married at, say, 22 
23 yeah. and probably had kids by 24, 25 or whatever. So you weren't thinking on that level back then. Like you, you guys talked about it. You said, you Oh, I definitely wanted kids at an early age at that point. So, I mean, her and I had, a, we were on, we were on the same, on the same page, on that same track. Right. But you just but it, like, didn't, you, not right now. Like you were, yeah. Well, like I said, I was, I was working. I had a side job. I was just focused on making as much money as I could and having as much fun as I could. I yeah. took her on some cool experiences. Like I spent good money on her. Mm. Not that spending money on someone makes you the best boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Like I, when we were talking eh. about cruises and stuff, like we went, her and I went on a Caribbean cruise. At we age went, 20? Uh, as soon as I turned 21, dude, like I was like counting down the days. It was like a few weeks after I turned 21 because I wanted to make sure we could have drinks and do it up. It was kind of like a, a big Plus, I had to make it up to her. The fact that I had almost fucked up our relationship. She did take me back after. She took you back? Oh, yeah. Well, you left out that part, my friend. Well, we, <laughs> we kind of skipped around it. Um, yeah, I I did go back to her and apologize for the fact that I was greedy and I was selfish. So when did she take you back? After the it didn't work out with the other girl? You went back to her? Oh, I realized at some point that the relationship with the high school girl was never going to materialize into something How old was bigger. The high school girl? How old was she? Yeah. My age, same age. All oh, of okay, us, yeah. you know, everyone was the same oh, age. Oh, when you say high school girl, I'm referring. You, mean you met in high school, not that you were dating. High right. School. The girl that I, that I, girl that I hooked up with at the wedding. Yeah. Just to make it clear. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, we hung out her, the, the girl that from the wedding, her and I hung out for a, a couple of weeks, maybe a, a month or two i don't even remember her family loved me what was wrong with that girl though like why didn't it work out with her well i had found out later that the reason she was um kind of being babysat by her sister at the house party my sister's house party when i had first met her yeah she was pregnant she she had just had an abortion oh and her parents had grounded her because she was <laughs> I didn't know that. Grounded for having an abortion. Well, because she was a young girl that was being promiscuous and doing drugs and all this other stuff, and I didn't know all that about her at that like the the night I met her or any that. Had no clue. I didn't know that stuff till way later. Like, like after the wedding, when I reconnected with her at that wedding, I didn't know any of that other details till later. So, an abortion. Yeah, yeah, pretty rough stuff, dude. Um, Should we talk about abortion? How do we feel about abortion? Oh man, that's gonna be a rough one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching like an old episode of Seinfeld when they hit that topic, and Elaine was like, "I yeah. won't hang out with someone if they don't believe in." The, to be the clear, right. we, I have a friend who whose girlfriend had an abortion, and the situation under which they had that abortion because they were living like at a family member's house, and the family the girl was living with her aunt and. Aunt, let's just say wasn't the nicest person, and she got pregnant. And aunt was like, "If you don't get an abortion, you like gotta move out." And she had the abortion under the. And she was very young too, so yeah. it's kind of like you feel pressure to have yeah. it. And that shit always breaks my heart because I'm like, <sighs> it, at that point, it's like, how can an adult put you in the position? Because I, I think she was she was over eighteen. Yeah, and it's like, what kind of evil motherfucker do you have to be to like you make the decision for somebody else you know what i mean like that's how i think about it 
Yeah. Like that had to be like, you know, it's a different level when you tell somebody, hey, you have to have an abortion if you want to live in my house. Like, yeah. That shit is crazy. So like in that situation, I do understand like why, like I personally think abortion is wrong, but like in that situation, I 100% agree with my friend and the decision they made together. Yeah. It's like, I get it, bro. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's because they were young. I think they're like 20, 21. And my parents had me when they're like 19, 20. Yeah. And I'm like, when you have kids really young and you're not ready, it just like it fucks everybody's life. Yeah. And then, but sorry, go ahead. So we were talking. No, no. So she had an abortion and then. Again, that stuff was way out of my previ. I, I had no, I had no idea. It wasn't mine. Um, you know, I, it yeah, wasn't my, it wasn't my child. Right. Um, I guess finding out all that kind of stuff as as a twenty year old made me realize how mad, how bad I had messed things up with a, an amazing girl. Right. So that's kind of when I went crawling back and apologized. Grumbling. I was, I was like, People hey, I I made a mistake. I got, you know, I, I had this reconnection moment at the time. It seemed kind of magical. And she took you back? Yeah, she did. Cause I don't know if it's because the dude she hung out with. I think she hung out with him more or less to That's spite me. And um, and I was, I think I was really good to her like oh, when we were dating. So um, she ultimately did take me back. So why did but, it end the second time? Um, She got sick of me, dude. She got sick of my shit. Mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. didn't grow up yeah i just she took you back in the hopes that you would change your behavior right right and then she saw that that pattern wasn't really happening for me and yeah. she needed to move on with her life she was she was you know in college i think she wanted to date college level guys and uh because not jocks I mean, but like mature, no right 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 mature. yeah like again she had that more or less ambition to want to be married and have kids and be a, and be a successful college graduate with a degree with that plaque on the wall and that and that good job and the whole that was her idea of like the American dream and I wasn't I wasn't fulfilling my it. end of that so she yeah she had enough of me and I remember when she broke up with me man I was I was genuinely heartbroken yeah and I had never I had never experienced that before like I mean I was fucked up for months dude like I couldn't eat I couldn't sleep I was <laughs> I'll admit it I sound I know it sounds kind of like sis or whatever but um but my sister uh, my my youngest sister. I remember telling her how like hurt I was about the whole breakup. Mm. And my sister was like, good, you deserve it. Cause uh, she's like, cause you treated uh, girls like garbage in high school. Like trash. you were just, yeah, you would just like go out with them and not even break up, just move <laughs> on to the next one or whatever. And I was like, damn, I didn't see that in myself until she called me out on it. And then yeah. I was like, Oh, Ooh, so this is payback. It dated after that. Like that you loved. How many girls since that one that yeah. I was like, um, I'm gonna say I've I'm gonna say I've had four serious relationships in my life. So that was the first one. That was the first. Uh, yeah, and then like a like a three after. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course dated in the meantime. Not not all of your dates or whatever are become relationships, but I had several multi year relationships. Um. For me, three is the magic number. Like three years is like my magic number. So you dated the next three girls for like uh the, my my next serious relationship that I had lasted um, about three years. What was the second? Did you fuck up the second relationship? No, she did. 
Was that the one who? That's the girl that punched me in the face in front of my best how, friend's house. How long did you guys date for? <laughs> like three years. Why'd you date a savage like that for three years? Bro? Oh, man. Uh, well, oh, tell, tell us that story. Of course, it started off good. Why don't, why don't you tell me one of yours and then uh, why don't we do a bounce back here? See, right, I can, I'd love idea. to tell you my stuff, but why don't you tell me one of yours? I got I got my first long-term relationship out my of the first, way. Why don't you give me one of yours? My first girlfriend was in high school. Uh-huh. That was the first person I felt like really strongly for. Mm-hmm. So like, even though high school doesn't count, I do count her. It um, does count. It does it count. It counts. I was the first person count. like when your hormones are fucking raging. But I was like, yeah. married to that girl. So that's what you. Yeah. She. Um. I still talk to her sometimes. I still actually kind of hit her up. Like, how you doing and whatnot. That's pretty big. Yeah, but it's not healthy because like I read an article in Psychology Today, and they're like, if you want to stay friends. With your ex, like it's psychotic behavior. Not that I'm saying I'm psych- a psychopath. Right. Well, maybe I am. But. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think you are. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> but yeah, it is unhealthy to like, I'm trying to cut that shit out. Like trying to talk to my, anyway. So um, we did it for like two years and I spent, now I look back on it. It was like, I spent most of the time just like either fooling around with her or like chastising her for shit mm. like <laughs> there was a running joke about how i my friends used to just be like yo this is how kevin is with his girl and they'd be like pointing at her yeah because that's all i did to her not that i'm smiling right now but it's like yeah crazy but i mean we did so she was she lived like in a different area this was back in Trinidad though um and i live like 10 minutes walk from high school and my grandfather lived 10 minutes north from the high school. So, like, I was 10 minutes west, 10 minutes. Yeah. <coughs> My grandfather's house was always empty during the day because he was a cab driver in the city. So, like, we'd cut out of school a lot, a lot and, like, go hang out at my grandfather's house. Yeah. And um, I don't know. She was she was cool. But, like, I think looking back on it, we both had our things we were dealing with. Like, she was adopted and... I think she didn't really feel like she fit in with the, her adopted parents. I mean, I don't know. I'm just assuming right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But, and I had a lot going on with my personal life. So what I think realized happened was I just spent a lot of time um, just taking out my frustration on her when we weren't fooling around. Yeah. So, which is fucking weird. But she ended up breaking up with me to date a guy that, from a different school different area who was kind of like it was weird because at that time in high school i wasn't like how should i say it? i wasn't as like grown into myself as sure i was like a skinny kid and just like kind of awkward and yeah i mean i thought i was cool but clearly you were in high school man yeah. we all thought we were cool in high school man yeah. I, I, most of us did yeah but um that was the first girl second girl i dated second relationship or the first major breakup of my ex-wife, but yeah, yeah. Talk about that for a minute, like so. Uh, you you were taking more than a fucking minute. Well, okay, so get into it. I mean, uh, you were you were married. That's an experience I haven't ha- gone through yet. So I mean, you know, I don't really consider my marriage a marriage, and I'll tell you why. So yeah. we met when I moved to New York, and I started living with my dad, and I started going to community college. I met her in community college, 
but she was Guyanese. So if you know anything about Trinidad or Ghana, like Ghana is on the continent of South America, but we're like seven miles away. Our island is like seven miles away. Yeah. And like culturally, that we share the same ethnicity. So like, I don't want to give people a history lesson, but like indentured laborers got picked up in India and got dropped off in Guyana and South America and then Trinidad and then like the rest of the Caribbean. So like, yeah. we have the same ancestry. But anyway, so we met in New York and we started dating. Um, we met in the West Indian club, which is like Caribbean club. Yeah. So it was like new students, new to the country. Yeah. And new. And That's we, cool that that exists, you know, in that format. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I mean, it was cool because, like, I got to meet people who, but New York is pretty mixed anyway. So yeah. New York is, like, melting pot everywhere. Yeah. Know? It's good because it was a place to, like, meet people from where we're from. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. And um, I think it was weird. She, now that I think about it, she came on to me more. Like, she started hitting me up. And then I used to tutor math in the... And like, the, what was the name of that building? ISSC building, Queensboro. So it's like a separate building just for tutoring. Yeah. Um, and then she used to tutor like geography or no business. I think she used to tutor. So we used to go to the club together that met every Wednesday. And then we worked together like part time. So eventually we just started hanging out with each other. Yeah. And we like take the bus home together. And then she'd call me like every night at the same time. At like nine o'clock sharp every single night she would just call me just to talk and i was like all right whatever i mean my my living at home with my dad was kind of like weird because my dad worked at night so like i had there wasn't my house wasn't full of life so it was just like all right i'll talk to her even though like i, yeah. did, I really didn't want to like not all the time but i got used to it yeah and routine yeah and so we started talking like every night over our just over time and then one day i was just like man i really like this girl and i kind of just went up to her and i was like hey you want to be my girlfriend like yeah give me an answer <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and Check she was the box. It yes i think it no. took her back anyway we started we started dating yeah and um and we ended up dating for six and a half years wow which is crazy right? wow like, yeah yeah chunk on my 20s wow but uh you we ended it. up all right yeah we had a lot in common because like at the time she and her aunt was like not i mean she was new to new york and i was new to new york so like the same relationship she had with her aunt i had with my dad so we like we connected on that level um anyway we we did it for a while and then but here's what i think messed up that whole relationship when i went to trinidad after like three months of us dating, it was my birthday and I threw a party and ended up making out with this girl drunk with a friend of a friend, right? Yeah. So when I got back, well, I, before I even got back to New York, we talked on the phone and I told her like an idiot. I was like, yo, I'm sorry. I ended up getting drunk and partying. Yeah. And the thing about it is the like confession. she never forgave me for that. Like never, ever forgave yeah. me. And so when I came back to New York, it wasn't the same. But we had only dated three months. So I was like, it was still fresh. Maybe we could get past it. So I spent like, maybe like the next year or two trying to make it up to her. And then she was always bringing the shit back up. And she was like, <sighs> she had like a temper. 
which I didn't particularly like because my mom had a temper. And yeah. I just always try to tell her, like, yo, chill, chill out on that temper. And it's like everything I did wrong, she had to, like, one-up me. But anyway, so we did it for six years. And then eventually uh, her, she came, she moved to New York on a, a student visa. And her student visa expired. But by that time, I moved out of my dad's house. She had gotten her own apartment. And she was living with her sister. I got a basement apartment. And my, I was living with my cousin. And she wanted me to move in with her and her sister. But she didn't want... She wanted me to, like, drop my cousin. And I was like, nah, that doesn't seem fair. I was like, if you want to move in together, I'll move in with you. But the same way I got to let my cousin, like, go and be independent, you got to let your sister go and be independent. Because, like, my cousin's, like, my brother to me. Right. So I'm like... It's unfair for me to like give up something that's important to me and you like get to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like if we're going to bargain on this, like, it's got to be fair. You know what I mean? Like, well, for relationships the sake- are always about compromise. Right. It's, yeah. And always. it was like, I don't, and she didn't see it like that. Yeah. She came up with every excuse as to like why, whatever. But in the meantime, to her credit, like, I mean, I guess not to her credit, but so anyway, so <laughs> I, um, I ended up realizing that her temper was just getting worse over time. And I used to I used to mess around behind her back. Like not have sex with girls, but she would always like go through my phone and she would always like find text messages with me. Like back then it was MySpace on like high five. Yeah. So she would always see like messages I had with like other girls and she would get mad and it would be a fight. So we fought pretty often. We fought like every couple of weeks. That was part of your routine. Yeah, it was just part of your routine. And I realized like it was pretty fucking toxic. To be yeah, honest. right. And um, and we got into arguments over and over. And it was like really nasty arguments. Too, and we wouldn't talk to each other. And like she would go to the club and hang out and make out with a guy. And she'd come back and tell me. And she, I think she did it like. To she, get at she, you. Yeah, she took some pleasure in letting me know yeah. that she did that. And it went on like that for a while. But I never had sex with anybody else. And so the cycle of just like fighting over years and years and years. But what I realized now looking back on it is like I was unhappy, which is why I would talk to other girls and just like yeah. sex other girls and just, you know, dick around behind her back. Yeah. And I, I think part of me wanted her to find it. And I think part of her part of me wanted her to find it. So she would approach me and ask me why I was doing it. And then I could say, yo, it's because you're acting like a bitch all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. But that never happened because she's not the type of person to admit that she's wrong. But anyway, so six years down the line, her student visa expired. And then, like, her temper just started getting worse. And then I was like, the agreement we had was that when her student visa expired, she would have her boss sponsor her citizenship or, like, green card. Yeah. And then she went to her boss and they had a conversation about it. And then he told her that he couldn't do it because... Even though he planned to do it from before, he started getting audited because she worked in a CPA's office. And then her boss says he couldn't do it because the, per- the girl before that he sponsored ended up stealing like $20,000 from the CPA's office. So like the, the IRS had, had him on lock for like seven years. So he yeah. couldn't sponsor. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. So she came back to me and she like put it on me like, oh, you know, I, you know, I can't go anywhere. All my IDs are expired. Like I'm frustrated all the time. And I was like, well, I thought your boss was going to do that. And then she was like, yeah, but I can't. And 
I think it was like after a year of like just the constant nagging fucking just being in my head i was like all right fine we'll get married and so <laughs> what a weird decision to make i mean i realized you were younger back then and all i was like 26 when, or 25 when i made the decision yeah but, but that's still pretty ballsy to you know again this is hindsight to realize you fought with this girl constantly you guys kind of hated on each other a bit and then i'm not gonna just be like yo you're such a nice guy because you know I, I know you i know you pretty well you are you are you are a good guy but you also you are still a guy you, you have you have yeah, a temper i have my and, ways of I course have my ways of course i just think i i don't know it's kind of funny to get the longer version of that story because you told me before that you had been married and roughly that it was visa related right um but okay so yeah well anyway so we ended up getting married but we didn't move in together right it was just a paper, I only it was like did a paper it, marriage right yeah like I, I did it because i wanted to like kind of shut her the fuck up like yo can you just simmer down so that we could have a decent relationship and in the meantime when she wasn't simmering down she would just like be irate all the time i mean this girl we would get in arguments in her kitchen sometimes she'd throw a knife at me and shit so it was like Jeez. it was not a healthy relationship yeah but i thought like once she simmered like she calmed down if she didn't she didn't have a temper the relationship would be fine Cause like the reason why I didn't want to have a relationship or stay long term with somebody who had a temper like that was because of my mom. My mom had a really bad temper. Right. And I was like, I don't want that for my kids, nor do I want it for myself in adulthood. I was like, I've been through this shit in my childhood. So anyway, so we got married, then move in together. And then I was supposed to take the pictures, like the passport pictures and fill out the forms. And I think it had to be like two months passed and I didn't do it, but I had filled out the forms. And I, I think I took the pictures but never told her because in the beginning, we kind of had a conversation. We were like, I was like, so the reason why your temper is this bad is because you don't have your papers and you feel frustrated living in the country somewhat illegally, right? And she was like, yeah. So I was like, okay. So we went to City Hall, got married, um, and then she was nice for like two weeks. And after two weeks, her temper like just flared up again. And I was like, oh. wow. So I, I intentionally didn't submit the paperwork because of her fucking temper. And then we ended up having a conversation like a couple weeks after that. And it was in my car. I just bought a car for the person. And then she was like, um, she was like, oh, I don't feel like this is working. And I was like, yeah, like I agree. But like, what are we going to do? We're married now. Anyway, and and when I spoke to her after the fact, she said that we broke up that day, but I didn't feel like it because I was like, we're still legally married, so we're together, right? But anyway, so we ended up having our argument after that, and we didn't talk for two weeks, and then one day, I was hanging out with a friend, came home at like one o'clock in the morning, I got a text from her, and she was like, I got something to tell you in the text, and she was like, and I was like, I already kind of knew she cheated because that's how she would deal with things. Yeah. She'd like go do something and tell me about it yeah and then she was like i've been seeing somebody else or I, I, something like that and i was like okay and i wanted to see like what else she had to say to see if like we could recover from it and then she was like but that's not i got something else to tell you and then i was like what is it and she was like i'm pregnant and then she was and then oh. i was like yeah and oh. then i was like okay like you gotta tell me this in my face like you don't text somebody this kind of shit right so I jumped in my car and I drove, I gunned it. Like a drive that usually takes like 20 minutes, I did it in 12. Yeah. And it was a stick shift car. The car was a piece of shit. And then I broke like 
20 red lights. But the feeling I was feeling, I was like, there's no fucking way this is happening right now. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, I was gunning through red lights. Like they didn't, like they didn't exist. Didn't, yeah. Right? And I was like, it's either I'm going to get pulled over and not make it to our apartment or I'm going to get in an accident and fucking die. Yeah. Right? And for, by the grace of God, I made it to her place and then she wouldn't open the door. And I must have stood outside that door texting her and calling her trying to get her to open the door because part of me just like yo tell me to my face right you know what i mean like court, dude don't fucking like text me this shit like tell tell me my well, to my face what was know? what was the context of her saying she was pregnant i mean was this did you feel at all that it was something that she was saying like she was pregnant with your baby no or was it specific started, that yeah, right right she was, led with yeah i've been cheating on you right you know what i mean right yeah yeah so it's like she set up the fact that hey i just want to let you know that whatever i say from now on you have nothing to do with wow yeah, yeah. but she didn't open the door and then I, I ended up talking to the neighbor who's a pretty cool guy who was into her sister and like i didn't even i remember that was weird because like i was very emotional and i was crying and shit and i remember not telling him because i didn't want to embarrass her which is fucking why was i even thinking about that yeah and um, and I remember having a, a regular ass conversation with him, and he didn't know I was crying or anything. Cause I, when when he pulled up, I just like got myself together. And anyway, I left and I went to my homeboy's place. And then he was I was blowing my eyes out at his place, and then he didn't know what to do, so we ended up driving to Coney Island. Yeah. And then we hung out. We were there at like three o'clock in the fucking fucking morning. And then he was like trying to be the best friend. Hey, shout out to you, man. You met him, my friend. Who was here? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that, that cool kid is guy. dope. Shout yeah. out to you. Man. Absolutely, made help me get through a rough time. Yeah, you go, man. But um, NYPD fireman. He was represent FD, FDNY. FDNY. Yeah. That's right. But um, yeah, he he was like, "Yo, it's gonna be good." But he was saying it, and he was like, <laughs> he, "He was." You could tell on his face, like, "Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be good, but I'm a right." This is what has to be said right yeah. now. Yeah, and um, good dude. Yeah, yeah he's, he's good. He got dude. your back. And, um, and that, I, I don't know, man, like I spent the next year and a half drinking myself to death Ooh. and just smoking and yeah, just not dealing with it well. Um, but yeah, but that was a that situation was a that was a situation that in, for all regards and all intents and purposes, like really should have never happened. And, and well, I mean, yeah, you absolutely. obviously know that now. And I think it, I, Hindsight's 2020, I right? think that you, when you were in it, you also knew it. But I think that's the point of of talking relationship stories and all that is sometimes you do wrong, you know you're wrong. Yeah. Sometimes you admit it, or the other person does. But a lot of times it's a it's a bad situation. Um. But the thing about it is, like, we were both unhappy. And here's the thing: you were unhappy before the marriage thing happened, right? And I was unhappy. But what I realized was, like, I was unhappy with my life circumstances. mm Hmm. Which bled into the relationship. Yeah. She wasn't happy with herself. Yeah. You know what there I mean? There is a difference. Like, there is a difference. Yeah. Like, if if should, if I had was able to, like, get all the other shit around me and sort yeah. it out. Like, I am. My, my stuff is fairly decently enough stable right now in life where it's, like, I can maintain a relationship. Yeah. But, like, she is still the same person. Yeah. Because we still, believe it or not, I actually forgave her. And I would still talk to her, like, every couple of months or yeah. and whatnot. And she's like still the same person. Like every time I try to 
be a friend to her or talk to her. Hey, how's it going? She'd always find a way, always find a way to like bring up the past and be like, oh, put, remember when you did this? Put and, a dig, put a dig on you. Right. Yeah. And it's like, why, why, why do we have to do that? Like it's her level of maturity. Right. I mean, God bless her because she's happily married with the guy she got pregnant for. They have two kids and they well, seem pretty happy. So, like, good. I mean, good for her. That's the, you know, again, the best thing you could ever do for yourself when it comes to other people is to wish them the best. What yeah. You, whether if absolutely. it's going good or not, you know, all you can do is wish them the best. Best thing ever um, happens to me, that divorce. That a boy. Um, I want to <laughs> I want to hit on a, a quick uh, quick side note story that I thought of while you were talking about that yeah. breaking breaking red lights and stuff. Um. About a year or so, you and I were hanging out, and you got a text from a girl that you were hanging with a little bit, and she said in this text message she was at a bar and she was getting oh, she was getting hounded. Fiasco. She was Stop getting screen. hounded by someone else, and she was uncomfortable and she didn't feel safe. And you were like, "I Captain feel like Sable. I need to, I feel like I need to go down there and protect yeah. this girl." So you were like, "You down to come with me?" And I I didn't have shit else to do that. And I was like, "Yeah, let's go." So we and I had in. just got. Home you had from, just yeah you were, i just got home from drinking with her and her brother and her friend right so like it was you like already four had of us that were hanging out and you had nothing to do with that situation nothing and i had all. a couple of beers already i remember that and then i got home and got that text before i got in my apartment and you were and revved so, the fuck up yeah because it was my boy's sister like i got you i remember this so I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell You're this gonna tell story, story real go quick. Let me just give you like my impression. I mean, if you want to jump in on any of this yeah. other stuff, that's cool. But go go. I um when you were talking about breaking red lights and stuff, I just remember you coming back. How you had already had a few drinks. You said I, I got to go to this bar and meet up with this girl, man, and and protect her. Yeah. I said I'll, I'll roll with you. We da, got da, in. Da, da. We got in your car, man. We were on the freeway, dude. Was doing, I gunning it that night? We were going like a hundred. You probably don't remember that part. You were flying, son. And I kept telling you, dude, it's like slow down. I, do I know. You t- you I told you multiple like, times, like you need to slow down. Like if we, if you get pulled over, your your goal is to get there fast. If you get pulled over, you're you're gonna you're gonna be spending time on the side of the highway getting yeah. the ticket, and that's gonna cost you more time. Like just drive closer to the speed limit, yeah. and we'll get there. Like we get there when we get there. Um. So we got to the bar, and then this girl and her girlfriend were just hanging out and laughing and giggling. But the reason and they were flirting with that fucking guy. They were they allegedly. Yeah. Were they were having a great time? They were having a hell yeah. of a time. And See how but, women are, bro. It's yeah. Like fucking manipulative. But you know what else I remember? Not for all, that? but you know what else I remember for that night? Camera. That was great. What? Remember we we showed up. I, I'm pretty sure it was like summertime. So it was warm. We were like it was warm. We were wearing like shorts and t-shirts I and do shit. I remember that. And I was there in was the dude. And this was a shitty bar, by the way, like a like a dive bar, more or less. Was it a dive bar? It wasn't fancy. It wasn't a fancy bar. It wasn't no, upscale. It, wasn't it was like I mean, I remember the head. Well, like, home the homie the, had on a suit. That's what I was going. <laughs> that's where the I was trying that to was, go. That was trying to bag them. Was like wearing a fuck. Was that three piece? It or was two like piece? a straight up three. I, he had like the the vest. The that's tie. like one o'clock in the morning. Homeboys wearing a business do you remember what i was cracking on that guy and i was like yo did you just get out of court or what like i was asking (laughs) him some real rude shit and he was like this is how i dress i'm like yo you dress like a chump son like yeah you know he's and the fact that that guy had that personality let me know that if they wanted to get out of the situation they could have got out of the situation they were just trying to get man i don't know for some reason that memory just popped in my head just for one driving fast for a girl and then i just i don't know somehow the thought of that dude wearing like a suit in a bar because that was his quote unquote style. Right. I was like, you look like a sucker fool. Like, I mean, if this works for you, then good, like good for you. But right. I can't remember all the jokes, but I remember just 
I was actually hoping that guy would want to fight. Like, I would be like, okay, go out and take your shirt. And well, your... I'm glad that didn't happen. No, no, but I would even give him a chance. Like, why don't you go take your take your jacket off and whatever. Your blazer. And take yeah, your get blazer. your blazer and all that right. so I don't have to choke you to death with your own tie. Oh my God. That guy was a chump, dude. But anyway. Yeah. So, so that no... night was a night to remember as well because no. I ended up, we ended up driving back here. And then I dropped you off and then I drove her back to her place in right. Scottsdale. Right. In Snobsdale. And I thought you weren't naming cities, bro. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't say where I live. Okay. And um, and I gave. I do remember that night though. I chastised her in the car. I remember. Well, I, I, was I wasn't. Like, I wasn't you... there for that part, but I would imagine you did. Yeah, you know, you know me. Yeah. I was like, why would you, a pretty girl like you, why would you go out and get drunk and <laughs> mess around with these guys all the time? Cause she. That was just she, her mo, dude. That was her style. Bro. Yeah, that's her style. She likes going out and. She, so much we ended up dating by the way but that's a different story yeah she was actually my last girlfriend it's her life you know why because it's her life that's her life it's her life a lot of people and again i've done a lot of dumb things that people would have warned me against yeah. did it anyway <laughs> well might have judged after my yeah story. had so. those girls too man i've definitely had that experience where you kind of vibe with someone but you realize that they're gonna do what they their want. own thing and yeah. You just got to cut it. We could circle back to her because she's my last, last girl. All right. Should we, are we, are we going to keep, keep it going? going? We're going to do, back. we're going to do the chronology. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm on to a serious girlfriend. Number two. Um, I met this girl. She was the cousin of, uh, a, a coworker of mine, another friend of mine. Right. So again, at a party, I think it was a birthday party or something like that. And this girl was Mexican. So, I don't know if you've ever been to like a Mexican party, Mexican house party, but fun people to party with, man. Yeah, a lot of food, a lot of food, some tequila shots, um, everything. Tequila. Some tequila. So I uh, met this girl there. I had seen Cultural her. Appropriation. I had seen her around a little um, from time to time. Yeah. And we we ended up chatting and hit it up and, you know, fun girl. Seemed like it. Um, she had... I'm pretty sure she was married. Yeah, she had been married. And she had uh, a daughter Okay, that was pretty young. And you dated her for three years? Yeah, I did. So right. I got to I got to play the, the co-parent role. So the, you were a co-parent from age three to six. Something like at that. At a very crucial point in this young girl's yeah, life. Yeah, dude. Um, what was that experience like? The, the part about being a... Uh, a stepdad. A semi-stepdad. That's we like never got, we never got married. Well, we yes, we never got married or nothing. So did she call um, you daddy? <laughs> <coughs> yeah, she did. Did she really? Oh yeah, she. Oh like, my god. Yeah. There's, What's I, it like being called dad from a kid that's not yours? I'll tell you what. Um, just to show how smart kids are, or how smart women are. Are you my dad? No, this little girl. Um, when we would be doing something, and I was like preoccupied, a little bit busy, hmm. like we would be at the store or something, and I'm like trying to get something done. She would she would go, Ryan, Ryan, try to get my attention, right? Dad. And I would yeah, and then she would go, Daddy. And as soon as she said Daddy, it <laughs> would like, like, huh? No, like Yeah, it would like get your attention real quick. Yeah, like I imagine. really quick. Um You're not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> she never said that. I think she, I think in a lot of ways she like wanted she me to wanted be her you. dad. Um What's her real dad like? Uh that's also kind of a funny story. Like when I first started dating this girl. We were at um, her her cousin's house, mm. the person that kind of introduced us, 
and you know her daughter was there and some other people were there and it was time for the weekend exchange so her dad was coming to oh, pick her up the swap out. the swap and, I, and again as a as a uh, child from a divorced household i i remember doing the swap and all that bro and that's got to feel like i don't know what it's like but if i had to imagine it feels like a a drug like a <laughs> like a drug trade off where you like yeah. you, both parties meet and it's like you got the money yeah well i <laughs> had got been, the cocaine <laughs> i had <laughs> i had been told that 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 the uh her, her actual father had like a bit of a temper, which again doesn't really surprise me. Um, why? Because he's Mexican. I didn't say that. <laughs> why don't you quit jumping to a? Why don't you stop jumping to con- conclusions before yeah, you offend yeah, somebody? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so they were doing the swap, and everyone was like, "Why don't you just go wait in your car? Yeah, and let them do the swap. You don't need to be there. Don't have to be present." And I was like, "Probably better, you know, whatever." Right, absolutely. So they're doing the swap and dude comes over and, and knocks on my window of my car. And I was like, oh, shit, I think he's going to like take a swing. He wants to like fight right now. Right. And he's I'll, I'll never I will really upset. I will never forget, dude. He said, hey, you can you can date the girl. That's your problem now. You can you can date my ex-wife. Right. I don't have an issue with that. But this this little girl, that's my daughter. And you'll never be her father. And. Don't don't you ever fuck with my daughter, and I was like, I was I was stunned. I was stunned because I still thought like for some reason I was like he's gonna we're still gonna end up swinging on each other at some point, right? But I had a lot of respect for him right at the gate. Well, as a man, like I definitely one hundred percent see his point of view. uh, Me too. Sometimes you just gotta. I I I respect him so much. I don't think he really gave a shit who I was or anything. Nor should he. He just wanted to represent that point that. Date, date my ex, your problem now. Did he really my, say it's your problem now? I don't remember. I don't know. He may have. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the point he was making was like, I don't have an issue with you dating my my ex. My ex. But this is my daughter, and right. and and I and I told him. Um, yeah. What'd you say? I said, all the respect in the world, dude. Like, I I really admire that you would take the time to say that. Um, and I said I will never try to be her father that's your job that's your role yeah but i will i will make you a promise even as like complete strangers i said i'll do anything i can to protect her right um i won't try to i won't try to fill your shoes but if i'm around yeah if i'm around if i'm around her you know if it's me and 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 the girlfriend we'll have our boyfriend girlfriend time if your daughter's around i'm gonna i'm gonna treat her with respect yeah um and so um, I mean, most men are good, even though we can get angry. Right? Yeah, but again, like I said, that was my first my first encounter with the guy, and I I thought it was going to be bad, and it ended up being kind of cool. Uh, funny side note to that story was years after, you know, a year or so after that relationship was over, mm-hmm. I was at a gas station one day, and he was at the pump across from me, and he looked over and he was like, "Oh shit, what's up, Brian?" And I was like, "Oh, what up, dude?" Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I won't name his name either, but um. I was like, what's up, dude? And he's like, oh, you know, what have you been up to? And, and then we started just talking shit on the girl. You know, like, not, not the daughter. I was like, how's your Yo, daughter? That she crazy. Got, yeah, yeah. And it was like, he was like, oh, you see why I got out? I'm like, yeah, I see why you got out, man. Like, you, why don't you, if you were such yeah, why, a cool dude, you could have you you told me that first night I met you, like, you should just be smart and run, like, yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Um, it's funny, right? Because it's like, the chances are, if a girl has a child, she can't make it work with the child's father 
like statistics are pretty high that that person is not able to maintain a relationship yeah. with another man. You know, yeah. like as sad as that is to say, but men are fuck ups too. Like I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, like, it's like it's weird. Like, do you want to date somebody with a kid? You know what I mean? As a guy, I think it shouldn't be a complete detractor, but it depends on the type of person that you are. Yeah. Um, I, it was never really my my goal to date someone with a with a kid, but also I don't want to. I mean, I'm 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 40 now. I'm 41 actually. So at this age, when you start dating, it's pretty commonly accepted yeah. that if you're going to date anyone in your age group, they more than likely have a at least one kid. Bro, um, I don't know when that switch happened, but I do like you know me. I date like well, I'm on Bumble and like Hinge and all the yeah. dating apps. And I don't know where that switch happened, but like all of a sudden I'm coming across women who are like my age, but they got like 12 year old kids and 11 year old. I'm like, yeah. when the fuck did this yeah. happen? Like, when did it go from like we're all just young and single and having yeah. fun to like we're all older and like it we happens, got teenage kids? It happens you know? before you realize. It but, happens well, so apparently yeah. that should happen this year. I'm like, what? Yeah. When did I? You know, I'm in stepdad territory now. But. Oh, for sure. Again, I mean, my stepmom. My to to argue for women. My uh, my stepmom dated my dad, and like I moved in with her when I was or them when I was like sixteen. So like, I don't know. Yeah, she did right by me. I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. So, what caused the end of that relationship? I'm gonna get to that in a sec. I do want to say a quick side note story about that girl just because it popped in my brain and she I think it was kind of awesome. Nuts. But she was nuts. <laughs> she was absolutely nuts. Um, she did a lot of weird stuff. Uh, What's I weird? had, I had, a, weird. I had my own apartment. Um, it was, I had a really nice apartment as a matter of fact. This is in Arizona? Or I was in California. Okay. At, this, at this time I was in California and uh, she loved going to concerts. Like we would go to a lot of concerts, like live shows. That was kind of something we were into. She kind of got me into it. Yeah. Um, there was one night we went to a concert. I'm just telling this story because it was one of the times in my life I felt like an absolute badass. Wait, you and felt like a badass? I felt like a badass. Right. So we were we were at this concert, and she had another friend that was with her, and they were doing like shots. They were drinking pretty heavy, mm-hmm. and she ended up getting like trashed, like super drunk. Yeah. To the point where we had to leave before like the show was over, and I took her out, and she was I was like trying to carry her. She started throwing up. We were in like the corner. Of this, and this is in like in LA, like downtown LA, and she's throwing up right near the exit of this club. I think you told me about this. Was this when the guy like started recording? This guy was taking pictures of her with throwing his, up. With his, yeah, like she's throwing up. Purposes. Yeah, yeah. And I think this. I mean, this was this was way before YouTube and stuff was popular. So I mean, I kind of was thinking, well, I don't know what he plans to do with My these space. videos or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> he took a bunch of pictures of her. And I was like trying to hold her head up, you know, like good boyfriend style, keep her hair out of the vomit and all that. And I told the guy, stop taking pictures. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And it turned around. He's still sitting there taking pictures. After you told him. And I told him, I'm not going to tell you again. Put your fucking phone away and walk away. Right. I, she's still throwing up. I look back. He's there. I grabbed his phone out of his hand. And I threw it up against the wall. It was like a Motorola Razor or something. Mm, I just bust this fucking chump's phone up. Like, what and I was do? like, what? And he was like, mother. And I was like, what? Right. Like, bring it. If you want, like, I'm livid right now. Right. 
And I got to take like, care of this phone. I, no problem. I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last time he was offered to buy you a phone, I told you to put it away. Right. I'm sure he, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Side note. But that's, so the point of that is dun, dun, if someone, uh, if someone right. asks you to like not do something, just be courteous because you may end up losing your phone. At least that's how it's going to be. If you At the very it. least, right? At least. Because it's like. He already had a couple uh, what, pictures what, or whatever. What are you going to do with them? you got to talk about is like, what gives people the right to just start recording a stranger in public? Well, like, because they can. It's in public, but it's still like some kind of invasion of privacy. Well, I wouldn't not I would really. say invasion of privacy, but it's like. Not in today. Bro, you don't have common sense to like not record somebody. I feel you know like I mean? nowadays that it's that'd be way more acceptable. I'm talking of this was 14 something years ago, 14, maybe longer. Yeah. So to me, that was well before people were really just posting clips and. Media. But even now, like if I was doing some or getting an argument with somebody at McDonald's or some crazy mm-hmm. shit, which I never do. But, but people like, do it all the time. Huh? People take videos and stuff all yeah, the time. Yeah, but now. it's like if somebody started now. personally recording me in public, I'd be upset. I'd be fucking livid. I'd Let be him like, know. Yeah, respect respect other people's place and space. Yeah. Um, Move on with you. All right, so so um, I had a nice apartment. She was in community college. I don't think this girl ever finished even community college. By the way, she was. Oh. It was like her excuse to leave her her daughter with her parents and then just go do whatever the fuck she wanted. Around. Yeah, yeah. Community college she, is a different experience. I went to community college back in Queens, and I will tell you, it is like fucking high school for rejects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is not the place to learn. You know? Oh, the professors were dope though, because I yeah. remember my psychology professor was a psychology professor that taught their adjunctly. I think that's the word. Where it's like it's not it's like a part time uh, professor type situation, yeah. but he's from the St. John's University, which is pretty reputable. Okay, and then we had like business professors from like Hofstra and like English. So like the professors at Queensborough Community College were actually they're quality. Yeah, they were pretty good, and it was almost like community service to them. So like where I can't, I I, I could teach kids who could afford this level of education all the time. But I'm gonna donate some time. That's awesome. For yeah, to their credit. Yeah. Um, and then I had one professor, Professor Golan, who was from School of Visual Arts, who taught me graphic design. And if you know anything about School of Visual Arts, it's like twenty thousand a semester. Or yeah. Whatever. So it's like we got tip-top education at Queensbury. It's just the yeah. students are fucking right. kids, myself included. But <laughs> go ahead. So she uh, was taking community college classes and told me that she was having a hard time studying. She needed someplace quiet to study and asked if she could just hang out at my apartment and study there. And I never gave her a key to my place because I I mean, I already had the instinct that she was pretty crazy and I didn't whatever. Yeah. I had to go to work or some shit. So I left her. I did. So you left her at your apartment? I left her at my apartment. How long were you dating at that time? Oh, a couple of years, man. At least. Oh, like, all right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah we're, two, we're two plus years deep at that point. Um. Didn't I still didn't want her to move in with me or anything? But again, she had not um, with a kid. She had wealthy parents and lived in a really nice house, and her parents like really provided for her over the top, like way more than she necessary. lived with her parents with her kid. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, they were happy to be grandparents. And how all old that. were they? I mean, how old was she? Sorry, oh, uh, she was twenty five ish, maybe younger. Hmm. She was a good. She was like, I don't know, five, six years younger than I was. Or oh, she was younger than. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. like thirty one. 30 or some shit probably something like that gotcha. yeah yeah probably 31 at the time um and she maybe i was probably no i wasn't quite 30 yet because my 30th birthday i was already dating the next girl so i was maybe 28 and she was probably 21 22 okay. yeah um red flag but <laughs> scary times yeah so i had let her stay at my apartment and then i came home from work 
And she was. And she. Wait, let me explain. That's not what it looks like. Was it no, like that? No, it wasn't like oh, that. Right. It was, <laughs> I actually would have almost God preferred that. Um, really? She, yeah, she went through all my stuff. Instead of studying, she decided to just ransack Rummage my apartment and look shit? and just, you know, again, it's, this is the equivalent of like going through someone's cell phone or their um, their computer files and stuff. Oh, she was looking for dirt. And she took all of my old photo albums that I had, you know, like going back to elementary school or high school and stuff way before her. And she got a pair of scissors, dude. She cut she cut all of my photographs. She took all the pictures that I had from my entire childhood, anything no up to that. And any any girl that was in any picture, she cut them out of the pictures. Wait, wait, wait. So she 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 cut out girls from elementary school photographs Photo- any she photograph, cut out that photographs I had that she, every, any girl i had a picture of she was a suspect was an ex-girlfriend and she was so when insecure six years old? all right dude well so maybe that I'm was a bit saying. of an exaggeration all right so like let me say high school girls on up until the present any photo i had she cut them in half and threw all of my pictures away so i'm not saying keeping photos are is like a healthy thing i think it is i, I have no issue with it because that's like, part of like having album. a photo album or whatever is it's a the reason people take pictures is because you're kind of capturing a, a moment of time yeah, yeah, yeah. and that moment is easier to remember with that photographic evidence you know yeah do you have pictures of your exes do very you few pictures? i have very few pictures of my ex-girlfriends because of that experience oh you well i didn't no i don't toss them i still have some pictures from like relationships that are in the present or or um post that relationship but yeah. anything that i had pre that relationship is essentially vanished from my she world destroyed she them. destroyed them that's crazy stuff. and i was like did that you is... see anything like that coming nah man i was like you i was like I, you said you needed to study at my apartment and what you did with that time no but like temperamentally wise did you well yeah she had that? some she had some she yeah, definitely had some insecurity type stuff but i never in my wildest dreams thought she would go and destroy my personal property because of, of her that own insecurity right right that's some psycho shit some psycho shit and then um, what really led to the demise of that relationship is um you know my boy Chuck. He's been one of my best friends for many, many years. And she was incredibly jealous of that relationship. She did not like me spending time with him. With your friend Chuck? With my friend, dude. With Ugh. one of my best friends. And she actually. I got accused of that. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. But we'll remind me to tell you how I got accused of like wanting to, to, to allegedly come between the person and their friend. Okay. Which it was not true. But go ahead. Yeah, so she was so insecure about my, a friendship that she actually was like, I forbid you to spend time with your friend. I forbid it. Yes. I have spoken. I have spoken. And, I, and, I, and my word is my word is all. My word is law yeah. right now. Yeah. And I went along with it for a little bit. And even. Why I, would you go along with because it? Because I was dumb and I was pussy brainwashed. You know what I mean? I, I, I or not maybe, maybe not to that extent. Maybe you're just. You're trying to. I was trying to accommodate the situation right. in some yeah. way and, and be like, yo, he's not a bad guy. Like maybe you just need to spend more time with him or something or yourself. Who knows? Right. Um, so what led to the end of the relationship um, ultimately was, like I said, she had uh, forbid me to spend time with one of my best friends. Right. And then her and I were fighting over something dumb. And I wanted to go spend time with a friend. I wanted to vent. I wanted to talk. I wanted right. to talk it out. So I went to my friend's house and I hung out there for a little while. We were drinking and smoking and chilling. And um, I went to leave 
and I I walked out and I got in my car and I looked over and she was in the middle. She was there. She she was hiding behind a bush. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I don't mean to no, laugh. No, laugh, please laugh. But that it's shit is hilarious. It is hilarious. And he's, I'm, I'm it, thinking you're telling the story, and she's gonna be out in the middle of the street, staring at you with like a, a butcher knife in her hand. That would like, almost would have been better. Yeah. Um, so she was behind. So a bush? She was like behind a bush. Her car was parked down the street. She was like behind a bush. Oh. And I walked her through the garage too, like the garage opened. I walked out. She I got to in kill my car. You or she, was she? she walked up, and I, so I was. I had got in my car, started the car. Yeah. My seatbelt was on. I see her walking over, and I roll the window down, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And then, like before I could even get it out, she punched me in my mouth. She punched me straight up in the face. You were like, "What the?" And then she yeah clocked you. And she, I mean, she wasn't a big girl, and I've been I could take a punch, dude. I've been hit. Yeah. I've been in. I've been in some fights. I, all At least that. one of us. I don't like getting hit. I don't really like. I'm not saying I enjoyed it, but she split my lip. Like I was like I split in blood, legit, dude. She like pop. She popped me good, dude. Did you rock her jaw? I was. I wanted to. I didn't touch her because I'm smarter than that. Yeah. Um. So I immediately got out of the car. I'm like, yo, I, I mean, I was literally pinned. When you're in your car sitting there with your seatbelt on, like, where are you going to go? Yeah. You're thinking, she hey, hit you me straight. Drive off. Yeah. Or you got to turn the ignition off, <laughs> unbuckle your shit. I and be did. Like, hey, yo, I got get, out of the car. Me. She punched me and then just walked away. She started, I saw oh, her car was okay, down okay, the street. Okay. She's walking to her car. So I did. I I took my seatbelt off. I turned the car off. I started walking down the street. I was like, "Yo, are you crazy? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you you you're absolutely nuts. I can't believe you do this, right?" Yeah. And I was and um, again, side note, she had to go to court ordered anger management because of because something of that. that had happened. No, no, no. Previous to this happening, did you know that? I did. Oh. She had she had an experience with her ex husband. Oh. Um, and she hit him. So I don't remember all the details to that. I don't really remember it. Yeah. So I'm not going to speak on and it. And I'm sure she wouldn't tell you. Right. But I did know that she had been ordered court ordered anger, anger management. management. You ever seen that movie anger management with uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler and uh, Jack? But yeah, I have. That was, that was a long time ago. I'd have to revisit it to know more about it. But. I feel pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I knew she had that as a, as a back issue. And I, and I walk and she's like walking, speed walking to her car. What's her build? Like, is she your size? or She's she, tiny. She wasn't very big. Small girl. Yeah. But she, That's right. There it is. It was the hardest Problem she hit. Solved. She had a complex, Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, she's going, walking to her car. I walked after her and I'm like going, are you nuts? Like, I could call the police right now and you're like, you're going to go to jail because you already have this as an issue. Like, I don't give a fuck. Give a and fuck. then she gets to her car and opens the door. And guess who's in the backseat of her car? Her daughter, bro. No. Her daughter is in the car. And I'm like, you bitch. Like, you're using this as she leverage. She her kid? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, so if I call, if I call the police right now, you're going to go to jail. And your daughter is either going to have to go to child uh Child, child protective child services or whatever services, yeah, right yeah, yeah. or your parents are gonna have to get involved in this and it's just gonna get super let sloppy. me ask you a question right since since that we that popped up do you think this girl is like subconsciously trying to like let go of her daughter nah man you think because pe nah, people have really fucking sick motivations for doing shit like do you think like there's destructive behavior no i don't think of... she was smart enough to really think it all through but that's the thing though i'm saying like subconsciously maybe she maybe. didn't even maybe you but I mean? I mean her parents were so good to her and so good to her um her daughter 
she could easily have probably just been like, "Hey, ma, dad, just take Jared just take over," and they would have done it. So she had a way out. What do not you think everyone makes, does. I see now. I'm, I'm going psycho Kevin right now. What do you think makes somebody that self destructive where they would do shit like that? Like, I can't even guess, dude. I mean, I I don't even know where to go with that. Huh. Obviously, there's some level of insecurity that just comes. Yeah. And and then. See, now I want to break that down. Now I want to like say, hmm, where is this? I wish I knew more about her. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know every. <laughs> I know everything I needed to know, man. I got that out of the way. Sorry, sorry, I cut you off. No, so, so how did that start? You know? That was that was pretty much the end. I so mean, did you bounce or she bounced? Or? Oh, I was over it. Like I said, I just. She came and knocked on my door uh, a few times after that. Um, the the last time I ever saw her. She showed up. Um, she showed up at my apartment and was like, "I want you back. I want to work on this and that." And I was like, "I'm done. Nah, like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done completely." Yeah. And um, she was like, "I can't handle this. Whatever." And I said, "You need to leave." And then she sat outside my place for like 20 minutes, just like crying and stuff. And then she came back up and knocked again. And she says, "I can't drive myself home right now. I'm gonna. I'll." I'll I'll crash the car. I'll kill myself, whatever. And I said, you know what? You said, I said, you know what? I'm going to do one last favor for you. I got this. I said, get in your car. Put her in the passenger seat. I got in the driver's seat. I started driving to her house. Yeah. And as I'm driving, I called a cab, dude. And I told the cab, meet me here. And they said, we'll be there in 20 minutes. It's like, perfect. That's how long it's going to take me to get there. Was this in, in California? This it was in California. And, um, and she was trying to like grab my hand in the car and I was just yeah, pulling my hand back. Like no, no contact, no eye contact. I'm no touching. The road. I, I'm like, I'm not having a single word of conversation yeah. with you. The only thing you needed to hear was me calling that cab and being like, I'm going to be a nice enough guy to get you home safe. And then I'm fucking out, dude. And it was yeah, funny but, because but, the, she one of the one of the bands she really loved was uh, Death Cab for Cutie. I don't know if you know that band. Uh, There's a band called Death Cab for Cutie, and I always thought it was kind of sounds like something she would like. I right. thought it was kind of ironic that I took the cab ride. You know, it was yeah, like yeah, that is the death. Poetic. The Death Cab was yeah. me right. And I remember parking that car and getting out of the car, and the cab had just pulled up. And I this is before Uber and all that stuff too. Again, keep yeah, in mind, yeah. cab was the way to go. Did they have yellow cabs in California? It was a yellow cab. Okay. Yeah. And I just remember getting out of the car and walking to that cab. And even they say never look back, I never looked back. I didn't give a, I was over it. You were, you were and I'm pretty sure somewhere staying in her brain is me walking off and never looking back, dude. Walking off in the sunset. Like a cowboy, Tennessee son. Style. Yeah, like a cowboy. Just <laughs> it was over. Game over. Oh, shit. That was a rough one, though. But That's I, feel, I kind of feel bad for that girl because, like. She'll never, she'll never get someone better, dude. Like, I mean, not to say I'm the greatest guy out there. Yeah. And she did. I mean, she sent me letters. And even years later, she would send me letters and stuff talking about Thanks. how she missed me, how she fucked up and this and that. And then one time she sent me another one that was like, oh, I'm so great. I'm so successful. I have this guy in my life. She told was, you that? Oh, yeah. She was totally just, you know, like trying to trying to sell herself on it. You know, I'm like, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Good. Good for you. It's funny. You should. Happy it, for you. It's funny that I ended like that because like. I don't want to associate myself with crazy, but I did that with the girlfriend I dated after my ex-wife. Yeah. So we ended up dating for a year and a half. But like when I met her, I was in tip top game. Like I was doing well in life. Like I was a manager. My store was 
I had like six employees. My store is doing well. That shit was on autopilot. Like I would go to work, open the store with my other worker. Place was I revamped the place, fired people, hired people. Was, the the store was running like it was on autopilot. Yeah, I was training MMA, so I'd go to work for seven, get home at like three four, take a nap in the afternoon, and then go to MMA. And work out like two hours. I did this shit like almost every day for yeah. like a couple months, maybe like six months or so, or like a year. And then I met her, and she was a great girl, man. Like I was, I was like 165 pounds, best shape of my life, and job was good. I was happy. I was yeah. just like, and then I started living with my grandmother, and my uncle, and so like my rent was low. And this is in New York, so yeah. I was paying like four hundred dollars a month, rent. so Plus, I had like disposable yeah. cash. Yeah. So we met on we met on Tinder actually, believe it or not. Damn, and I think you invented dating apps, Kev, because I feel like you've nah, been on this since day one. All right, yeah. Nah. yeah. I mean, I looking back on it, I've been on dating apps since the age of twenty six, so it's like yeah. eight years old. Yeah. So it's like, are they really effective? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, it depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. But um, so I ended up dating her. She was from, she lived in Regal Park. But she, her parents were lived in the Hamptons, but they weren't like rich Hamptons people. They were they were regular like the house was a, a, a regular middle class house. I didn't know that even existed in the Hamptons. I thought it was all baller, but no. So there's like Southampton, right. Westampton. Okay. Yeah, all right. Then there's like the Beach Hamptons. Yeah. They were like Vidyat House, South Scottsdale, yeah. North Scottsdale. Yeah, all right. <laughs> exactly. I got you. But um, so I met her. She was cool. She's still my favorite girlfriend. But we dated for like a year, year and a half, and. The last six months, I took a turn for the worse, and like, I remember too the our the failure of that relationship had more to do with my like life circumstance again, because mm. like, my grandfather had gotten sick, and I knew he was like on his steady decline towards death, and I didn't really know how to deal with that, and so I started drinking a lot again because I had quit drinking from right. my ex wife right. Got, and, um, and then you got in great shape. And I got in great shape. And I and and then shit fell apart again. And I started drinking again. And um and then there was an accident on my job. And I remember I was sitting at her parents' place. It was me, her parents, and her grandmother in the house in the mountains. And I mean, we're all at nine till when I get a call from my job and I took that Monday off. It was uh Easter Monday, I think it was. Yeah. And um to have Easter's like, on Sunday, but I mean, we celebrated I, it on I Monday. I got you. Yeah, and so I, I had lunch with them, and then there was a mishap on work. There was a, it was. <laughs> should I tell that story? It's there was a forklift. We had to like keep the forks open, and I used it the day before, and I left the forks closed because the shit we were gonna pick up was like narrow, and um, I knew they had to do it the next day. It was an air compressor, and so the guys had to use the air compressor the next day to pick up the use the forklift again sorry and so i left it now it's company policy that you don't leave the forks narrow whether you're using it or not you yeah. just keep it wide so i guess i fucked up and then the next day while i was at having dinner or lunch with her parents i got a call from my job and one of my workers pulled a forklift out even though i anticipated that would the guys who had to install the air compressor would have to pick it up with the forklift pulled it out and he had to move like a container and he used like it was narrow still. He didn't widen it, mm. and it the shit fell over with customers' belongings in it. And so, 
I got the heat for that because it was like right. you're supposed to leave the porch. Yeah. So my my boss at the time and then pulling me from the store and he was like, "Yo, I can't have you be the manager anymore." And I ended up doing like field work and I hate the fucking cold, bro. Like I hate the cold so mm. much. But I was working like outside now, and so started drinking, started gaining weight. My dad was off, and then she wanted she really liked me too, so she wanted to spend like evenings with me all the time. So I stopped going to MMA and started hanging out with her. And um, and then just like gain like thirty pounds drinking, and then like my fucking emotions were like roller coaster because I'm like my grandfather's dying, I'm drinking, and when you drink, you're fucking depressed all the time because like that's what alcohol does. Um, and then my job's like out of whack now, so it's like in in no time at all, like everything went from really good to like fucking haywire. And I started. I started smoking again too. I remember that. And and then she didn't like that at all because the guy she dated before me, she found out he was a heroin addict after wow. they broke up. Yeah. And so she started seeing a pattern of behavior in me that reminded her of yeah. that. So she sure. like kind of shut off. And then we ended up getting an argument before we, we planned a trip to Jamaica and then we got in a fight. Um, and we rarely fought. We probably had like two or three I mean, we got into some heavy arguments, but, like, nothing on a crazy level. You know what I mean? It was, like, major disagreements, but we worked it out. It was, like... But anyway, so we got in an argument, and then we went to Jamaica, but she was trying to get a different room in Jamaica, which threw me off, because I'm, like, we're going to the same fucking country. We booked this together. Like, why are we... You know? And we came back, and then I ended up breaking... Oh, I think I went running that day. And usually when I, back then I, I would run like six miles and I started realizing like, I got to get my shit together. And then at that time I was interning because I started back school. So I was working seven days, constantly stressed out. And then I went running that day and I was like, yo, I got to take some of this pressure off. Like I need, I need to do some management. And for some reason she texted me and I texted her and I remember running and I was like, man, that's crazy. I remember this. And I texted her, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this is working out. And the reason why I said that was because I was mad at her off of the fight we had mm. before. Right. And I was like, this person is not does is not looking out for me. You know what I mean? And I, I did I remember that feeling I felt where I was like, if I'm not doing most of the work, this shit is gonna fall apart. You know what I mean? Like I remember feeling that why I gotta be the one to like hold this shit together. You yeah. know what I mean? But I guess I should probably explain the fight. But I ended up breaking up with her. And ironically, through text. And then I ended up begging her like a week later. Because I ended up finishing the internship. Started back working five days a week again. Tried to cut out the smoking and drinking. And then ended up like starting to exercise again. And in a week time, I was like, bro, I needed to go back. And so I ended up like reaching out to her. Like calling her up like crazy. Yeah. And the way how we, the last time I think I actually heard her voice, I call, I was calling her like a Sunday morning at like 5 a.m. And she had gone back out to the Hamptons because she lived in Queens, but she would go out to the Hamptons on weekend. Yeah. And um, call her like 16 times in one day, which is fucking crazy now that I think about it. Right. So like right. five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock. And her yeah. dad picks up and her dad's like, we got to talk, man. And he liked me to his credit. He really did like me. Yeah. And he's like, listen. I don't know what's happening, but this is making her unhappy. It's making her mom unhappy. Like, we got to stop because it's starting to get to the point where, like, 
do we need to get in law enforcement involved? Damn. And I was like, yeah, that's scary. I was like, no, nah, I'm sorry. I was like, I just I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I really didn't want her back. Like, I you're really, like, you're like, I'm just a young man, and that's it. I'm in love. I'm a young man. Right? I'm in yeah. love. I, just, I mean, yeah. but this, thinking about it, this was only like three years ago, bro. This is like I was like 31. Okay. But yeah. I mean, I was pretty mature. But it's just that I realized like how much I fucking love that girl, mm-hmm. and then I went. I lost my shit, bro. And I, I'd like reach out to her, or send her letters. I remember I sent her roses for her job, and I was like, I'm sorry, like what the fuck. But I should. Explain the fight. So, I think I told you this story. We had to, it was a Saturday, and I went to work, and the day before, so every year, Jacob Javits Center, they have the auto show. Right. And, um, I remember remember this. Yeah. yeah. And so her friend said, she, one of her high school friends that lived in Madison, because they all grew up in the same town. Um, I imagine it's like growing up in California where it's like everyone kind of knows each other or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that's like that. But so her friend asked her if like we, me and her wanted to go to the auto shop. And I was like, yeah, what time? And she was like, like three o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock or whatever time it was. And um, I was like, yeah, but I got to work in the morning. I could leave early, but just tell me what time so I could be. You know, yeah. so the Saturday comes and I get a text from her at like 11 o'clock in the morning. And she's like, Frank is on his way to the city and I'm going to meet him there. And then we're going to take the train back to Long Island. And then he's going to give me a ride home because his car is parked at the train station. So I'm like, well, I thought we agreed on like two o'clock in the afternoon. So she's like, yeah, but he left early and he's bringing a friend with him. It was him and another guy. And so I was like, all right, cool. Just wait for me at the auto show. Uh, or, di- yeah, like, are you guys still going to be at the auto show when I finish work? And she's like, yeah, we'll wait for you. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I think at 1 o'clock or whatever, I finished work. I was working in Brooklyn. And then I drove to the train station, texted her. I was like, yo, are you still at the auto show? She was like, yeah. I'm like, are you going to wait? She's like, yeah. Because Frank bought the tickets and he had, like, all four on his phone as, like, a digital yeah. code. So. I drove to train station, hopped on a train, got off in the city, downtown, and then text her, and I was like, yo, I'm walking to Javits Center, so like, can you meet me at the entrance? And she was like, no, we're at a dive bar. And I'm like, <sighs> all right, where's the bar? Send me your location. So back then, we used to share each other's location. Just on the iPhone, you just right. Right. just for like because we live in a city, so it's like easy just to like sure. pull it up and be like, yeah, oh, yeah, she's for here. sure. Like I'm gonna go there. So <coughs> I went there, and she's like, the fuck. First of all, the bar pissed me off because like it's the worst dive bar you could ever imagine. How they even have this place open in downtown in Manhattan is fucking beyond me. Because there's like a homeless guy sleeping in the corner. The whole bar smells like piss, and I'm like, why is it that people who come from upper class neighborhoods always gotta hang out with? in these fucking yeah, places yeah meanwhile somebody who grew up around this shit i'm trying to get out of this situation i don't want to be around this shit and it's fun for them so i'm like all right fine whatever i'll hang out here so i had a couple of beers with them it, the kind of bar is like you can order food and they'll bring it to so i think we got like chinese food or sandwiches or whatever and they brought it so i hung out with them and i was like kind of pissed off because i wanted to go to the auto show so i told her, i was like yo if you come back to the auto show with me 
Like at least you we, could get as in. a couple, we yeah. could spend time together because I'm working seven days a week. I hardly get to see her anymore. Yeah. And um, and then you could take we could try I know you're trying to get a ride with Frank, but we could travel back to Brooklyn on the train. You could take my car, drop me home, and then go to Long Island with my car so you don't need to get a ride. And then when I gotta go to work, I had to work this Sunday, but I could have taken the train. When I gotta go to work Monday, just bring the car back Sunday night and then give it to me Sunday night and I'll go to work Monday morning. So I was trying to like negotiate with her. Like yeah. get take my car. So this way, if you get to use the car over the weekend, you could drive it around the Hampton all all weekend or like Saturday and Sunday. And you don't have to rely on Frank. And I'm bartering this with you. So you come to the car show with me. So she was like, nah, I don't want to do that. She was like, Frank's already there. Like, and I already went to the car show. I'm like, all right. First of all, you told me you were going to be at the car show with me. Anyway, so I'm like, so hesitantly, I leave her. I'm like, I'm going to the auto show because I kind of want to see what cars. So I leave to go to the auto show. They had text me. So they bought four tickets, but it was like sets of two. So they text me a code. Right. Frank texted me a code. Yeah. He's a pretty cool guy. But I went to the entrance, scanned the, the code, and the guy was like, yo, this code's been used. Like, you can't do it. Like, you can't use it. Right. Two people already answered on his code. So I, I stepped to the side and I text her. I'm like, yo, like, can you ask Frank if there's another code? Um, Because I'm assuming me and my logical state, I'm like, this code is probably for two people that already got used for you two. Maybe there's another code with one unused. She's like, no, that's what Frank sent me. Like, try it again. The guy said he could get in on that. I'm like, can you ask Frank? She's like, nah, like, use that code. I'm like, So I call her, and I'm like, I'm telling you, very calmly, I'm explaining to her. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm pretty certain that there's another code. Can you just ask Frank? He's right next to you. And she's like, no, I don't want to. I'm like, so you mean to tell me you rather have me stand here and argue with the guy at the entrance than to turn to your friend to the left and bother him and not ask him for the other code? Yeah. So I got pissed off. I was like, all right, cool. So I started walking to the train station to go back to get my car and leave her there to go wherever and I'll see her Monday or whatever. So by the time I get on the train, I get text messages and she starts calling me but at that time i'm already livid i'm like whatever and she i get a message from frank and he's like here try this code i'm like i'm not i didn't respond to the text i didn't pick up the phone calls because at that point i'm fucking pissed bro i'm like yeah it's a 15 minute walk to java center 15 minutes walk to the 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 shit it's fucking freezing cold like it's new york winter you know what i mean like i'm not this is not what i you know this yeah, you shit could have been avoided yeah. from before yeah you know what i mean not to mention that you guys told me you're going to be there. But anyway, so I ignored the calls. I realized like they figured out between the two of them that there's another code, which could have been solved like 45 minutes from before. Right. I get home. I didn't talk to her the Sunday. I don't think I talked to her. I think she hit me up and then she was like, oh, you're not. I don't know, what day was it? Bro? It was some kind of holiday. And she's like, oh, you're not going to wish me whatever. And I'm like, happy, whatever. I can't remember what day it was. We broke up in. Anyway, whatever. I know, why does it matter? Yeah, I don't know. You're telling a story like my dad does now, man. My dad was stop. It was on. A, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm getting old. 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It was my sister's birthday yeah. four days before. Right. But. um, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. But. So, like, that fight, I didn't, I didn't want to talk to her for a while, bro. And then that was the fight that happened before Jamaica. And I, I kept trying to tell her, like, yo, like, I need you to understand. 
that I think you were wrong in that situation. And it's not the point of you being wrong. It's the fact that I was trying to help you or help us come to some kind of reconciliation. Like I was trying to solve the problem while this shit is happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, and at that, at that point in time, I felt kind of betrayed because like she had, she and Frank had hooked up before I met her. Okay. They hooked up twice. So it's like, I feel like if I'm cool with you and your friend from high school that you had hooked up with once or twice, I feel like that's showing some kind of trust on my end. Sure. To say like, yo, I'm still cool with y'all being friends, right? Because you're they're childhood friends. Yeah. I think you could have been elementary um school. But the fact that in that moment you chose to like not bother your friend who you're standing right next to, there's the other layer of like how does this look to me? Like, how how do you think this is making me feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt betrayed. Like, I honestly felt betrayed. I think that is what fucked with me. The yeah. fact that I felt so betrayed in that moment. And then she, we, we had to go to Jamaica and then she tried to get another room and then she was pissed. And then I was trying to like tell her like, yo, the situation is like, you can't be this blindsided to the fact that I was right and I wanted to work this shit out in yeah. the moment. You know what I mean? And yeah. in hindsight, being right probably wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't trying to prove the point. I think what I was more concerned with was the fact that she wouldn't negotiate with me because it, it told me a lot about the yeah. future. But um, anyway, that's that's Well, being, being right is always subjective, you know? I mean, yeah. there's two sides to every story and it's almost, it's pretty rare that both people are simultaneously right. You know? Yeah. What do you yeah. think? Do you think I, I overreacted? Well, not no, not really. But yeah. then again, I feel like I I know you long enough. Where I I see how you can you can be reactive. So in that particular story, I don't feel like that's overreacting at all. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely enough, I was not. I was very calm. No, I really that's what I mean. It seems it seems like it. Yeah, you know? I was extremely calm, but and, I was doing a very good job in that moment of controlling my. Temper. And you led into that by saying it's probably like your favorite ex girlfriend too. Oh, absolutely! Like hands down. Like I still, yeah. you know, yeah, yes, charge. Yeah. Sometimes I'll still hit her up. Like, At a boy, hey, how are you? Stick with it. <laughs> Even though her father basically. He's like, don't ever call don't again, ever and don't call the her. home line for don't. sure. Yeah. 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 Oh. Had a quick pause there, you know, the pause to relieve, the pause to refresh. Well, yeah. So point being, that was uh, the thing that I fucked up that relationship. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There were other issues. She was an atheist, which I didn't like. I do believe in God. She didn't want kids, and I do. So yeah, those are those are big boundaries. Those are pretty big divides. Yeah. I mean, relationships are about compromise, certainly. But well, the reason why I decided to stay with her is because she ended up saying halfway through the relationship, she was like, it's not that she doesn't want kids, it's that she didn't think she could meet somebody who she would want to have kids with. So when mm. she said that, I was like, all right, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm going to get you pregnant. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, so that was my last real. Yeah. Not my last. I had two relationships after, but that was the last one I actually felt. Yeah. Yeah. I talked about um, my most recent long term relationship in one of our first recordings. Um, 
It was about the girl that lived next door. Oh, so the so. girl next door. So I, I don't really have to dive into that one. Um, well, yeah. We'll, they, I think we'll put that out there at some point or it, it'll get in the mix. No, you got to tell that story for the episode. I, I have to tell that story again, the same story. Mm -hmm. But just make it quick. All right. Um, well, I've been doing mine in chronological order. So I'm going to go to, I said I had like four girls that I felt like mm -hmm. I kind of loved. Uh, I'm moving on to my number three. She was a girl that lived on the East Coast. Um, and her sister lived in California and I, and I worked with her mm -hmm. and, um, I was at a bar one night and her sister came in with another girl that I worked with. That I didn't really, um, get along with. And, and then this other girl who I hadn't seen before and we ended up having a great time. Um, so at the end of the night, went back to her place. Um, my, my coworkers, um, her place. And like I said, it was her sister. Um, and this girl was going to college on the East coast and it was during the summertime. Mm -hmm. So she had come out to just visit and hang out on the West coast for during her summer break. So we spent a few, like we spent like a month of, of dating firsthand. And we spent a lot of time together, like yeah. a lot of time. She was at my house all the time. And I thought she was a super fun. She was, we just had a great time. And, um, and then she went back to college and, um, it was, it was my first like long distance relationship. Cause we kind of kept it moving. Yeah. And so she lived on the East coast. And you yeah. She, in yeah. She, she was going to school in Massachusetts. Um, she was from Rhode Island, but yeah. So we kept in touch. Um, and she was in her last semester of school. So it was kind of like. She was going to wrap things up, but we talked almost every day. We talked on the phone a lot. And I think that was probably one of the healthiest things that I've been through in a relationship because I was focused on getting to know her mm -hmm. and there was no sexual distraction. Well, there's your first mistake. Well, you have to complicate it with sex in the beginning. Everyone knows that. <laughs> we, we, we had, we had sex while during the summer break. It's not yeah, like we, yeah. we, no, know. I'm just fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as hey, by the way, that's none of your business um but yes but like for me it was a learning experience to date someone long distance and then keep in touch with them and check in um so i felt like that was probably the most growth i had ever had in a relationship because because it was long distance um well because we decided to keep it moving i thought that was a big step how old were you Ooh, uh i was probably 28 at, at, at that time yeah and she was in college so she was like 22 i think she was at the end of, she was at the end of college so again a few years gaps i usually date girls that are seven years younger than me that's about my average on that oh on that end God. too um but she was uh mature and had come from a really good family and and all that stuff so i went to visit her um while she was in college she went to an all-girls college so crashing, at a, <laughs> crashing at a dorm, an all all girls dorm was kind of a unique experience for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, was that the story when you told me like you had to go in there and then run out one day and like you were pulling up your shoe, putting on your shoes like on the front lawn outside? What was that? You or was that a movie I was watching? That must have been a movie. I, I Maybe would, I'm thinking Goodwill Hunting when he like I'd love was to take credit out. for that. Yeah, I will say though, um, all girls college all girls dorm and the the you know the restrooms at those places are like it's like a gym locker room is wide open and i remember going in and like i had to like 
take, take a, a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember like being in there and like taking a shit and then walking out. And there's like, like naked girls. And there no, they weren't naked, but they would be like girls, you know, in their little robes and stuff, like brushing their teeth and getting ready for bed. And they just like, kind of look over and like, like well, yeah, this? yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it wasn't the only first or only guy or the only guy. Yeah, there, it probably it was, happens like more often than you think. It right. Yeah. But it was the only time I had experienced. And I was like, damn, this is awkward because, you know, I never I didn't when I was in college, I didn't go like I, I didn't live on. I lived at home or yeah, lived yeah, with like yeah. family members or whatever. Um, great experience. Um her dad asked me to come out for her graduation and surprise her. Uh, and I did that. So I kind of like in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. I made a trip out there. And um, again, her that a beautiful home, like old school home in Rhode Island. So I, a couple trips out there. This was the one to, who like she had a party and then like the mayor was there and it was like. A, yeah. Was yeah. Like, was a, was a, what do you call those things? Gala? Gala? It was, yeah. It was like a, we went to a lot red. of fancy events, like some real shit. Her um, her grandmother was a very influential figure in in Orange County, where I where mm. I'm from in California. Yeah. And um, the rest of her family is like East Coast. Anyway, um, um, we dated yeah. we dated for quite a while and she wanted to uh, she wanted to live together. Which I was I was okay with. Like once she had moved to California, she was living on this uh, a really nice property, her grandmother's property, an estate, you would say, an estate for sure. Um, and she had started a business that was also at that same location, like in, uh, on this estate, uh -huh. um, doing like horse boarding and training and and that and that kind of stuff. And so I was it was a whole new world for me to be around, like really rich people yeah a dazzling place you've never been yeah <laughs> yeah a whole new world <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but it was it was definitely a wildlife experience she got kind of bored of living there and i had a i had a really great roommate at the time and she wanted to live together so ultimately we ended up um moving in together and um i thought that was going to be a good thing it was okay it was okay for a while yeah like, is that the one who her we had a, she made you kick your roommate out yeah and then she ended up had a great roommate and she was like you need we need to live together so we need to push forward on that right so uh we had a, a nice townhouse and a two-bedroom place and my my roommate was gone and she was there now and then her sister would be staying with us all the time and her brother would come visit and stay with us so all of a sudden i was living in like um that college type situation where it was almost yeah, like a yeah. i wouldn't say it was like a frat house but all of it was my like a free fall like, all of my independence all of my like uh personal quiet time was gone it was yeah, just like i had this house tripping over people's slippers and shit dude i had people in my shower in the middle of the night or you know in the bathroom we had a one bedroom we had two bedroom place with one bathroom oh, and i'd have to go to work early and stuff and there'd be people like her brother's friends would be taking a shit in my bathroom and i'm trying to take a shower so i can go to work or whatever right. anyway um Nothing so, worse than like not being able to use your own fucking bathroom when you want, bro. Like, well, especially when you're the one that's paying the bills. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I oh, was like, they weren't they weren't subletting. Like, no one was throwing in yeah. for it. It was just they were there. Um, it was still a fun time, though. I have to say, um, you already said favorite girlfriend. I'm gonna give this girl the nod as my favorite girlfriend over the one who wanted the best for you. And and when you're and my my first my first really? girlfriend my first love will ultimately always be my first love and no one can re replace that you know yeah. um she's also a fantastic um a fantastic lady 
lady. <laughs> well, I mean, we're older now. She's she's as as far as I know, she's married with kids and stuff. Yeah. I hope she's happy. Honestly, I I could say that. Where's the what's um, the I'm always weird. Like I'm getting into that age now. Where it's like, do I call? Do I still say girl? Like I, it's like I'm 34 now. Like I should say woman, right? Yeah. Like, I yo, know. I met this woman. Maybe like, maybe you know maybe once we're really launched and we get some fan base and we meet people on the streets that are like, oh, you guys are from who's offended? And be like, yeah, they'll they'll let us know. Yeah, <laughs> they'll let us know at some point whether it's okay to call a girl a girl, a girl or a, girl, a woman yeah. a woman or whatever you know. But I, anyway, I, they they probably prefer that than that, than that bitch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so I should stop saying that bitch if I want to get a real girlfriend. <laughs> 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 well, just treat her nice. That's all. You yeah. Know. Uh, so well, the, I I don't call my girlfriends bitches. No, for the record. But so this girl, we we were living together. A uh, funny side note story, which I'll, I'll try to wrap this up, but she wanted a fish tank really bad. And we bought this fish tank. Fishes. Like she, she bought the fish tank. There's a lot of things that she would do that would just surprise me. Mm. She talked about wanting it. And then we got this fish tank and spent a lot of money on it. Like she bought it. So there's a lot of her money that went into it. Mm. But then it was like the daycare project where I was maintaining it. We went through a bunch of fish because sometimes, you know, I don't know if you ever had a fish tank, but. Like, yeah, you know, no, I grew up on fishes. Yeah, you get a nice one. It's like some of these times. Sometimes these fish will kill each other. Yeah, it, it's it's a wild thing. You try to find you f- try to find the harmony. You try to find the right mix where yeah. they can all get along in the same pool. So it's actually, re- I'm I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to fish. So like fish tanks know, a lot like life. you know angel fishes. Yeah, so they're territorial. So you can't put like more than one angel fish together. Yeah. they'll tear each other apart. Yeah. But there's other fish. So like fish live in different um uh altitudes in the water. So you could have two territorial fish. Just for a correction, it's a depth. depth. Altitude is above sea level. There you go. But nice. okay, aviation um, talk. Yeah. So like you could have a territorial fish that occupies a tub because it's they they in their own brains segmented off in thirds. Sure. Their living space. So like you could have a fish that lives in like the bottom third, and then like I think angel fish occupy the like middle, and then like fighter fish live on generally on top or below so like yeah. they'll swap between so you could have different fish that are territorial but that could occupy the same tank yeah you know i mean yeah like yeah right? i noticed it I, I, yeah, yeah. I noticed it having them anyway i don't even know why i brought the fish up but we had this cool tank and um so another thing was she bought furniture from that swedish place where you build it yourself you know the self-assembly stuff she bought this really um Ikea. <laughs> shout outs to them yeah. um she bought this uh, dresser that she wanted yeah. in our bedroom and i told her i'd put it together and she uh, got all over ang- anxious and decided to try to put it together with her friend and i came home and there was just pieces everywhere and like none of it made sense so i had to tear it all apart and put it back together oh small gripe you know i got it fixed eventually but um so again we lived together for a while. We had the awesome neighborhood. A lot of my friends, like my good friends lived in that same neighborhood. So yeah. it was a really fun time in life. It was a cool area to be in. Yeah. Um, and then she started getting burned out because she had to commute to work. Where did she and work? She worked on this ranch property that was like 30 miles south of where, where um, our she townhouse trained horses, was. horses, right? That's yeah. Like yeah. And, uh, but again, she, she was living on that property when she decided she wanted to live with me so what's it like dating a girl who like trains horses do they smell like horse shit all the fucking all the time all are you kidding time. me oh man like are you trying to go no i her and she's like no 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 i mean like she was shit? she was a she she had a lot of like hair she had long hair and uh 
and like real like elaine from seinfeld yeah she had like real pretty hair and she would wash it meticulously she would shower she would shower like three times a day and she would i don't know what she used she must have used like bleach or something because she once she would shower she never smelled like horses but mm-hmm. all day like her car would have dirt and mud and you know hay <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, she definitely had this certain smell of like you know leather and yeah, 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 you know it wasn't a bad thing. It's actually kind of a nice smell once you get used to it, but it's still it's still kind of gross. So why'd you guys break up? We broke up because she wanted to move somewhere further south, and I was like, I don't want to move. Like this this is my place. Like and I and by the way, you wanted to live here. Now you want to be closer to work. And I told her before she moved in that she wouldn't want to keep commuting. Why is it that bitches don't listen? Why did you why did you call them bitches? Why is, <laughs> why is it that, that women won't women listen? listen. <laughs> um, oh. I you know, I I don't have all the answers, but yeah. so she ended up getting uh she ended up getting a place that was uh was further south, was closer to where she was uh, was working. So it was just geographic. Yeah. Well, that's what you know, she said. There was also some other things. I mean, I kind of fucked up some stuff too. She was from did a you really cheat again? No, I didn't cheat on her. I made out with one girl one time. That's cheating. Come on. If you're dude. over 25 and you kiss somebody else, it's All right. I'll give if it. you text somebody else while you're I never I I never like intentionally messed around on her. It, it doesn't was, matter if it's intentional or not. There was one all right. Well, if she ever listens to this, she'll be like, that fucking dirty it dog. Doesn't you know? matter. All right. It really doesn't matter because she I'm, as far as I know, she's married and lives yeah, in are like, you Texas back now. Her? No, it doesn't nah, matter. Nah, nah, nah. Um <laughs> Jeez. This, this just is, go, just keep going. Okay, so so you guys she ended up um telling me she wanted to to move somewhere further south and i was like all right well whatever and then i came home one day and like her shit was gone dude like she literally had got it she had like rented a place and just took a bunch of the stuff with her and i was like like what was that about Mm -hmm. um and i think it also had to do with the fact that she was from a really wealthy family and i'm from a pretty normal like i would say middle class at best family It was hard to compete with that financially. Yeah. Um, and, and be in that world. Do you and think know, she cared about that? I don't think she did as much as maybe her family did because I know like the Christmas before um the Christmas before we broke up, and actually it was several that was several months between Christmas and when we split. Um, I like I literally didn't get her anything for Christmas. I got her like like one like one thing. It was something like, small and stupid. Oh. And like her parents would buy elaborate stuff and they, they, her parents gave me stuff for Christmas and I'm like, yeah, I didn't really get your daughter shit. You know, they probably would expect me to give her like a ring at that point. Maybe she expected the ring at that point yeah. too. Uh, but I didn't do it. And um, I should probably start saving up for a ring. <laughs> so by the time, saving, yeah, baby. So by the time I they say well, three months, like uh, three months might take three Fuck years to save up. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, and there was some other stuff. I mean, there were some things that weren't going perfect in my world. But I was also in flight school at that point. Too. Her family was one of those that was real encouraging of me being in college and doing and completing flight school. And that's when I went to advanced flight training. Mm-hmm. So I spent um, like advanced flight training is not cheap. I probably spent close to seventy thousand dollars on um, on advanced. But that's what our loans are, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I paid I paid that stuff out, real. dude. I paid that stuff out. So it was kind of like. From being a, I'm not gonna say a broke guy, but a middle class guy, paying seventy thousand dollars in like a two year period and not doing it and in debt, I thought no, her family. I thought her family would have more respect for the fact that 
I paid out those things. Yeah. But to them, they're like, oh, 70,000 that shit. Like, whatever. That's nothing. No way. Did you have a conversation with no. them where they would? No, that? no, no. That's an assumption I'm making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, she moved out. Um, and then it was about that same time that uh, my mom, who was living in Arizona at the time, mm-hmm. had she had lost her job and was your having. Your mom lost her job? Yeah. What did your mom do? She did a bunch of stuff. She was essentially a, a, a corporate or an executive assistant. That's a fancy way of saying a secretary. Yeah. She worked for a lot of companies. She did. She um, she helped produce some books um, as like a copywriter and editor. A lot of stuff that had to do with museums and paintings and artwork and, and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. She was my mom was a crafty lady. She was really well versed. Yeah. Um, but she had stumbled into a period of her life that was kind of hard times. So she had, you know, lost her job and was having some health issues. And yeah, um, so did so, she get sick at that point? No, that was well before we found out about the cancer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, she, my mom was never good with money. She was never financially responsible. Really? Yeah, but I feel so, the same way about my mom too. Like I, I, I don't know if she is because I'm judging from like an outsider's perspective. Yeah, but. My mom like buys stuff that I don't particularly think she should be spending her money on. Yeah. Like curtains. Like curtains is a big thing back home. Yeah. She'd buy like drapes for the whole fucking house. And it's like, bro, you bought curtains like a year ago. Like yeah. it's not that serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like back home in Trinidad is just like curtains are expensive. Like yeah. they they start running in the thousands, not US dollars, but like maybe a thousand dollars. And it's like, why? Why do you need to buy curtains? You know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I think I told you a story about when my mom asked me to borrow like money so she could get some medication. And really? I, I, it was like 500 bucks. She said she needed 500 bucks to get a shingle shot because she had no insurance and all that. Oh my God. But she had also said she was looking at buying a new couch, like a white couch. And I gave her the money and then she ended up buying this white couch. And I had two dogs and she was like living with me or we were living together. She didn't get the shingle shot? <laughs> she didn't. And then really? ironically, yo, she spent the money I gave her to buy a, a white couch that we didn't need and then my dogs fucked that couch up tore a white couch first of all yeah and then ironically she ended up getting shingles like a, no. like a year after that and i was like you should have spent that money what you said you were in as that's karma i never heard you talk about your mom like that like to to say where she, she well we'll get in we'll get into parents and parenting probably like yeah. uh you know that's something we're on our on our agenda for like coming up here but i'm gonna wrap up with a story about uh this girl moving out uh it happened at the same time that my mom lost her job yeah and she got her own apartment and moved out and so i told her you know what um that's that that, you know you moved out and i'm gonna move on and i'm gonna move to arizona and she was like well i didn't tell you that you have to to move yeah and I was like, no, you told me you're moving out. So did and you move to Arizona because she moved out or like that was part of it. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't feel like I had enough reason to stay at that point. I mean, I had all my was your a mom lot of my out friends. here. My mom was already in Arizona uh. and she was at a point where she kind of asked me to help her out with some stuff. To me, it just made more sense to. Yeah, I pool, to pool my income or her income or whatever and just try to deal with that at the time. And uh, the girl I was dating, she was like, well, I never said you had to move. And I was like, no, you said you're moving out and you don't get to pick what I do next. So like and that was kind of that. And then I moved out here and tried to keep in touch with her a bit. And that worked for a little while. Um, But it wasn't like that kind of long distance wasn't the same long distance as it was three years earlier when she was in college. It was very different. Uh, And ultimately, it just kind of fizzled out. 
And we have a common friends, like most all of my relationships end up having common friends. So we did kind of reconnect and talk over a period of some years. But uh, as far as I know, she, you know, I know she got married at one point and, um, and then ultimately I think she sold her business and, and then last I heard, I think she moved to Texas or something, yeah. but again, I don't keep in touch with her. All your exes go to Texas. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that's similar to my next girlfriend who's a flight attendant. We met in New York. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I met her two months after I broke up with the other girl, uh, Long Island. Yeah. Um, and she, very sweet girl, very nice. You know her, mm-hmm. nice girl. But we dated for like a couple of months, and then I decided like I had to get the fuck out of New York, bro. New mm-hmm. York is so expensive when it comes to cost of living, and just like I don't know, I just needed to be more independent. I think mm-hmm. that's mostly why I left New York. I just wanted to start on my own, see what I could do on my own, and um, and then she kind of like at first I was digging her, but then I realized like. She wasn't, how should I say it? She would do weird shit, bro. Like, just, she followed her friends a lot, which is something I don't like. I like people who are independent. Yeah. And like, kind of be a leader instead of a follower. Yeah. So, anyway, so when we moved out here, I drove out here, me, her, my cousins, and I kind of like thought the relationship would end when we first moved, when I first moved out here. And then she started insinuating that I should move back to New York. And I'm like, why would I? you just saw me move out here why would i move back to new york you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like she kept pushing and then she was a nice girl my family really liked her hooked me up with uh buddy passes to fly back to new yeah, york yeah right time. i remember that yeah um but like there were two things she did that threw me off as sweet as she was the first thing she did was we had a we had an argument about I don't know. I think it was just like her pressuring me to like be more emotional in the relationship mm-hmm. or like just care more. And for some reason she thought I was like not emotionally invested in yeah. the relationship. Um, and then she ended up having a layover flight in like Idaho or Chicago or some weird place. And if anyone knows about the airline industry, commercial airline industry, mm-hmm. Um, the airlines always provide a hotel for flight attendants when they're when they have a layover and right. they're staying overnight. Right. So, and it's usually like this. there's usually a whole pool of hotels around airports, and those are mainly for the airline industry. And so, well, they, and, tra- and travelers, but and, yeah. well, and travelers, but, but <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. A yeah. great portion. Anyway, yeah. so we had a disagreement. Damn, it seems like. I get in disagreements with all my girlfriends. But I think every it's part of relationship. Yeah, it's part of relationship, right? You fight all the time. Well, not all the time. But um airlines provide transportation from the airport to the hotel mm-hmm. and back for right. the flight. And she took a 45 minute Uber from the hotel, not sorry, from the airport to a friend that she used to hook up with in New York when mm-hmm. he lived in New York, away from the hotel. Yeah. And then she I remember when this happened. Yeah, too. and then she yeah. she went back worked the next day, and then the next time I spoke to her, she told me what she did, but she was like, "Nothing happened." He tried to hook up with me. No shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to sleep with this guy back in New York, and then you what open you the think door was, by yeah, showing up. Yeah, what the up. fuck do you think is gonna happen? Yeah. Um, and she said nothing happened, and 
in a strange way, I kind of like me and all my trust issues. I still trusted her and said, all right, I'm going to trust that nothing happened. And yeah. we dated for like a couple more months. And then the next thing she did was she, there was this other flight attendant that used to come out to Arizona with her. And this girl was trouble. Like this girl would like everywhere she went for a labor they would party, get drunk. And I was like, don't hang out with this girl. Yeah. So she's like, no, this night I'm not going to come to your place. I'm going to stay in Phoenix in the hotel that the, you know, yeah, the cruise provided. Yeah. Right. And they went out drinking and she starts calling me at 4 a.m. And, and, and my phone's blowing up and she's like, this girl and her and I went out drinking and then these guys, she was flirting with this guy at this bar and then the guys are following us and like, I don't know what to do and that she's drunk and I'm like, just go back to the hotel. Like, well, I actually know that's a lie. I was, I thought like, why don't you just go back? But I did not respond to her. I remember telling her, I remember thinking in my head, you got to sweat this one out because I, I warned you multiple times about yeah. this situation. And in hindsight, I probably should have gone just to be the responsible guy. But yeah. I was kind of sick of her doing like stupid shit like that. And um, I let her sweat it out. But the next morning, Sunday, I picked her up from the hotel and we came back to my place. And like, she told me like, oh, I don't know why I do stuff like this. Like, I feel so stupid. I'm like, I, did, I, I, I didn't rub it in, but I was like, I get, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, I tried to tell you about it, but that's neither here nor there. I'm sorry you went through that. It sounds like yeah. a stressful night. But the last straw that broke the back with me, why I decided, like, I wasn't, I didn't want to date her anymore, was I have a keyboard that I bought to, like, learn how to play music, and I was yeah. always interested in music. Yeah. And one day, she was telling me, like, oh, you should move back to New York, or we should go to South Carolina, because, like, um, that's where I went with my practice, because she was a... a part-time like social worker um and i was like i don't i just moved to arizona it's been only been a year like not even like why would i why should i readjust my whole life for you when you don't have any plans about your life you don't know what you're doing yeah you know what i mean like you said you don't want to be a flight attendant for like any more time you want to open your own social worker like what are you what are you doing to show me that i should follow your lead when it comes to life situations and she couldn't hear me out and she was like oh you want to just play music as a hippie like a like a hippie so that i can't remember exactly what she said but she's like i don't want to be with somebody who wants to just play music on a computer like a hippie or lens or play me i was like bro i moved out here for a stable job a nine to five career job in my design field i got my own place i pay my own rent you know what i mean i take care of all my shit so like who are you to tell me what i should what yeah. endeavors i should do to yeah. prove myself and I was like, that was it for me. I was like, I can't fucking be with somebody who's going to criticize any growth that I decide to take. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. it's a fun endeavor or like, you know, just like yeah. a hobby or whatever. And and I don't know, man. That was the shit that I liked her too. She was a nice girl, but yeah, I don't know. I liked her too. I met yeah. this girl. I mean, I know who you're talking about, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She's a cool girl. I mean, to her credit, I still kind of hit her up now because I still want to entertain. <laughs> You hit up all your exes. I know, it's crazy. Gotta, all right. You just got to fucking let it go, man. I don't know why I do it, but I suspect it's like. Well, you know, there, there's something about um, having a goal and setting a goal. And I think having your personal goals is really important. Like yeah. having a having a, a, a goal or a, a project or something that you want to do for yourself is important. <coughs> yeah. It's hard to live up to your own expectations. It's even harder to live up to other people's expectations. Yeah. 
because we all have some thought or some hope that you know the people we interact with in life whether they're girlfriends right regular friends coworkers, parents whatever um everybody has a set standard of what we think is right good or well the thing about that was i didn't I think I was kind of like emotionally distant from that relationship because I, the previous two, my ex-wife and the other girl, I was wholeheartedly invested in them. And my friends used to point out, like, you get lost in relationships, yeah. me personally. Right. I'm like, okay, so I need to maintain some independence, you know, in order to, for me to be healthy so that I could contribute to the relationship productively. And so yeah. that's why I didn't let her distract me from what I wanted to do, but I also have to date somebody who's supportive of the things I want to do. Well, that's what we're that's looking very for. Very important. You know Absolutely. I, mean? like I realize if somebody can't support what you want to do and, and be in your corner, then that's not somebody that you probably should be with long term. Yeah. You know what I mean, and vice versa, like I also feel like I need somebody who's going to show to me that they have personal goals that they want to work on separately from right from the relationship right you know i mean yeah and, and which having which, your which having goals yeah having goals together in a relationship is is great right but having your that plus right. the addition of you know that support right and to be supportive of someone else's journey and the things they want to do right as long as they're not being like an atheist or you know what i mean like the, yeah. as long as the conflict's not that heavy duty then yeah, You're pretty good. I could have dealt with the atheist things because her parents, that girl, her parents were religious. Not religious, but they're like God-fearing people. They weren't super Christian. Mm-hmm. And I'm not very religious, but it's just like, I think there's a fine line between religious and like spiritual, I guess. Mm. And then believing in something. Those are some made and up then words, like, really. And then it's a jump off a cliff to say, I don't believe anything created the universe. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but that's a different story. That's a, that's a future topic in its own right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like religion versus yeah. evolution. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have no, I'm not so, religious, but I don't, I don't respect. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I why are you, are you offended? Are you afraid? Someone I, mean, I, offended? I just don't, I, I know fr- I have friends who are atheists and I don't want to offend them, but I feel like if you're an atheist, and you don't believe any, like it doesn't have to be Jesus Christ, the Lord right. and Savior. All right, we're yeah. jumping, we're jumping into a whole different bracket right now. Well, you get so what I'm saying. Though. I do. It's like, I do. It's like, you know. All right, so we got to keep this kind of um, in into the bracket of what we started tonight. Tonight yeah. we were talking so about girlfriends, ex girlfriends in particular, and uh, we had some expectations or some hopes that we would talk about parents. Yeah, and um, I think we've touched a little bit briefly on parenting. Let's let's recap this real quick. What what can we do looking back on our our love slash ex girlfriend relationships? And well, then what do we do moving forward? One, don't date a girl who has a bad temper, especially if your mom had a bad temper. Okay. Um one thing I also noticed with all my relationships is that when I ended it, I push my partners away when I need them the most, which is super trippy mm. to say. Mm. But you just owned it. You just uh, said yeah, it. You owned it's that. like whenever yeah. I I did love and care about the three longest relationships because I dated a flight attendant for a year and a half and a girl before a year and a half. And it's like when I feel like I'm struggling in life and I need that person the most, that's when I say, 
are you in, motherfucker, or are you out? Ooh, yeah. And if you're, in, if I see signs that you're not in this and you're not here to hold me down, get the fuck out. You know, what I mean? yeah. which is which is really harsh because I should. That's not how you maintain a long term relationship. Yeah, I think that's my biggest thing to learn. But it's also, I think that has a lot to do with the relationship with my parents because, like, I. I'd say my I love my mom and dad and our relationship are is getting better now as I get older because I'm trying a lot more too and they are and they're I think they have a lot more respect for me as I get older. Sure. But when I was younger it wasn't that way. So I, I feel like we my relationship was distanced with my parents. Um because I live with them separately at two different points in time. Right? right. But I feel like because I felt like my parents weren't particularly right key when i needed them i project that on a woman that i date so mm-hmm. it's like if i need you and you're not there i can't you know what I mean? yeah. it's a weird thing like like i don't even know how to talk about it properly because like i'm not educated i'm not a psychologist but it's right like, neither neither it's of us are of those, yeah it's one of those weird things where like your relationship with your parents you either i i i read an article in psychology today and they were like you either project the negative impressions your parents had on you you either project that on your partner or you adopt it yourself yeah either you either become that person or you do it to the other person and i've i've done both so it's like you know just gotta fix that shit well fix your shit you're getting older work it out we're all getting older every day that passes is a day that you are older yeah and you can either choose to grow from it or learn from it or you can just be ignorant and pretend yeah. nothing ever happened what do you what do you think how how has your relationship with your parents affected relationship do you do you wow. see a correlation um it's and it's kind of a funny thing because um yeah, I mean, having coming from a divorced household at an early age, yeah, um, I never really thought it had a lot of effect on my relationships. But uh, as, as the person I am now, and then looking back at it, and plus now we're kind of working in this forum where we're discussing it, yeah, we're and we're discussing it between like friends, not uh, not with a therapist and not a psychologist. And again, I think those are great avenues for people. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you need to go and talk to someone else, and and maybe someone that's a professional we're obviously not professionals we're just yeah. normal dudes i am i know exactly what i'm doing i will tell <laughs> yeah. you everything 100 at a boy at a boy yeah. you know and everything on the internet is real yeah uh so don't forget just look it up just google search <laughs> exactly it. you got a question just google search just google it, it. and um, the onion is a, a a very valid source of information <laughs> <laughs> all their stories super legit <laughs> yeah bro um, do you know there are people who actually think the onion is real and they get upset about the, the there's a few stories that have popped up in my feeds over the like years and i go oh my god that's i can't the, believe this the and onion. then and then you realize oh this is totally right material. it's like saturday night live it's it's pure comedy and some of that stuff's comedy gold too which yeah. is, which is great anyway um, sorry go <laughs> i mean to no that's, i love yeah. it i love it i like to kind of wrap things on a on a positive or at least a note we can laugh at yeah but um yeah I, i'm not really sure how my parent situation shaped me or my relationship have you ever thought about it I have thought about it. I've thought about it a lot. I have an awesome relationship with my with my father uh, and my stepmother, and my my mother has has passed. So I can't, you know, I think my my last years with her, my experience with her, were all good ones. Yeah. Um. You know, she never remarried, so I think I think it's 
And I think she, my mom never remarried because she just wanted to do something good with her work and with raising her kids. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about that? The fact that she never remarried? It's okay with me. I got more of her time that way. My uh, mom selfish was selfish thing to say. Well, no, but it, it is what it is. I mean, you can call it selfish you want. She had the choice. She dated. Yeah. She she never got to a point where she was comfortable enough to want to re-engage in marriage. Yeah. That was her thing. So you know, we're, I, we'll I, talk about her thing in our in our yeah. next episode. We're gonna try to focus a little bit more on parents, parents and parenting yeah. and and that. But to you know, in in summary of my relationships, things I've learned is, um. You know, being Don't honest, cheat. yeah, not being a cheater is better. Most people cheat in one form or another, but it doesn't really necessarily make it okay in a relationship. If yeah. it, if that relationship is of any value to you, if you really respect it, then treat it with respect. Um, when you make a mistake, say you're sorry. Like, take the time to apologize. Well, that's a, that's a, that's being lost in this culture. It's like people lack the ability to say I'm sorry or I was wrong. Like, well, who says that anymore? I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that sticks to my mind a lot is there's a huge difference between saying you're sorry and asking for forgiveness. What's the difference? The difference is saying you're sorry is easy. You can, everyone says, oh, sorry, sorry. You know, if you like, it's easy to say, but even that, even that in it's, it's in a lying form is hard for some people. But listen, Kevin, the thing about asking for forgiveness is you turn the table when you ask somebody for forgiveness and you turn it in the right direction. What I mean by that is if you go to someone and you say, I did you wrong and I hurt your feelings, I offended you Mm -hmm. and I want you to know that I didn't mean to do it, whether it was on purpose or, you know, incidentally. Right. And then say, I want to know, will you forgive me? That person at that point has to think about it. Do I want to forgive you? Am I willing to either discuss it further and make it into like a let's kind of compromise situation? Yeah. It's more genuine. It's asking for forgiveness is way more sincere than saying I'm sorry. But I'm sorry is a cop out. I'm not trying to discredit that. Okay. But would you say that asking someone for forgiveness is almost hitting them with a double whammy because like you you wrong them but now you're also making it their responsibility to forgive you because 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 yeah, you're putting a heavy burden yeah. on them even though you're the one who wronged them you you know what do you think about that that's an interesting counter it really is um i don't i think that if your effort is sincere it shouldn't matter um to ask for forgiveness yeah versus again what from my personal point of view, if I really believe I've hurt someone's feelings and I'm going to apologize to them, I'm going to ask them for forgiveness more so than in, than just telling them I'm sorry. Yeah. And if if it means that much to me, then I'm willing to have the conversation. I'll go through the I'll go through the extra steps. Uh, interesting point to say is that a double whammy. I don't personally think it is, but each person is different, yeah. and we'll look at the situation how they want to or. With their nah, own I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm 100 with you. I feel like saying I'm thought. sorry is like soft. If it's something small, if it's something mild, like oh, dude, I, I well, saying saying you're sorry, I was wrong. That holds some kind of character to itself, which leads me to say that I think true forgiveness is forgiving someone without them saying they're sorry. 
Like if you could forgive Ooh, someone now that's without them that's saying, a big step. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Then you could let that shit go and, and not have it on your And sometimes you just have to forgive yourself and that's, then let it that's all also go. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Do you forgive yourself for uh yeah. fucking up your relationship? Well, those are all big questions. Yeah. And however you look at it, someone's offended. So, you know, the idea is to try to offend the least amount of people you can. But it's so uh, hard going through life not offending someone's always going to get hurt dude i mean that's part of part of real life is we we're all we're all creatures we're all sensitive we can hide that we can mask it we can dress in certain clothing or do whatever it takes to pretend that we're not going to subscribe to it but at the core of it every mammal human or whatever else all creatures have something that all yeah under god (laughs) (laughs) babies know the difference between right and wrong you think so from the time they're born so you think so i think so i had a conversation with my friend on work and we were talking about um if damn what was it what was the conversation it was about whether you're greed we were talking about greed we were talking about if greed is learned or if you're born with it. Mm. And so he was telling me that you learn greed. And I was saying you don't. You're actually born with it. Mm. I think most people are born with greed, but to be a good person, you have to learn to control it. And he was saying that you're you know how to control it when you're born, but you have to learn greed from like your parents or parents around or mm. people around you. And I was like, Hmm. Because I think human nature is just to devour and do the wrong thing. But I think in order to be a good person, you have to learn to control your vices. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like I don't know. That's something that we could we'll have and to And the do. reason why I brought up greed is because like the whole right or wrong thing, it's like, does a baby actually born knowing right or wrong? Or is it learned? You know what I mean? Or yeah. is it And again, this is this is great stuff for uh upcoming episodes and things we could look into do a little more research on uh i would have to look into some of that i do know that babies uh they have done studies where they put like babies in rooms with two different types of toys like one being like a cuddly little soft teddy bear or something another being something kind of menacing looking like something scary and like 99 percent of babies will gravitate towards something that is comfy and soft and secure looking and non-threatening versus going to like you know let's say you have a darth maul or you know like some kind of darth vader kind of looking thing so you think that's a a a right and wrong thing you think that's when no maybe it's just babies are born racial and they just i don't know (laughs) that was a joke i mean yeah that was a joke like (laughs) but like there is a there is a study that was done that where they put white like toddler girls Mm -hmm. black toddler girls and let them choose between like a white Barbie and a black Barbie and, and both race is pick the white Barbie. Hmm. And then they question them like, why that did is, you pick Yeah, that, that? is kind of weird. And then they said like, the white one's prettier. Ooh. And I'm not making this shit up. Like I'm not, this is not my, this is an actual study. You can go on the internet, it's real because. Of course. Um, and, and they, they hmm. question the kids and the kids are like, that's prettier. So here's the other thing. Is that learned or is that, you know, yeah. I can't remember what the conclusion of the study was, but yeah. there was they were basically saying that it was conditioned. That in that particular yeah. instance, it was conditioned to think that the white baby is prettier. But 
hey, uh, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Everyone's lives matter. Every, all lives matter. All right. Yeah. Well, Are we good? we've been sitting at this table for a while. I think it's time to to wrap up, chop it up, and uh, hey, yeah. Uh, if you st- stuck through this, thank you. Absolutely. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, totally. Um, just yeah. two dudes going on a rant about ex girlfriends and other shit for a while, but yeah, thanks for. Uh, Thanks for putting it up with us. Hopefully we didn't offend anyone. And uh, if we did, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you learn something from this conversation, then that's why we're doing it. Um, We're trying to do things that help us learn from our own experiences. And if we could share that with anyone else, then uh, that'd be great. That is the goal. That's absolutely what we're up to over here. Yeah. What are we talking about next week? Uh, I think next week we're going to jump into uh, parenting. Uh, We already touched on it a little bit. Yeah. But things that we've learned from our parents. Um, things that we think people can do to maybe be better parents yeah, um, and how we can live in that peaceful harmony of society in a better way. And then hopefully we'll drop some more jokes in. We got a little serious. Yeah, this stuff was heavy. We got man. a little we serious don't, Yeah, today. we don't know, That plan wasn't the goal it, out of the gate, but. Right. Um, we definitely, we try to lighten it up as time goes on. So. Mm-hmm. And we're still learning too. You know, we're learning as a, uh, as human beings and we're also learning about Doing a I'm podcast learning as an alien. Recording. <laughs> I do not understand. Does not compute. Um, all right. I'll talk about weirdos too and a guy that pretends he's an alien that comes into my shop a lot. So, yeah. all right. Well, that was fun. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks.